Once again, you don't get to hear the cool intro music unless uh, you go back and listen to the episode, folks. Because uh, which I will. No intro music when we're out on site. We are out at uh, McGrew Studios. This place is uh, cool in downtown Salt Lake. Um, to record, uh, you'll hear a fantastic, fun interview with uh, a whole bunch of uh, folks, including Raven, uh, and then uh, Chuck uh, Wagon. And, I thought it was uh, Chuck Wagon, but it's not. It's, it's Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Dutch Vanderlaan. Vanderlaan? Vanderwatt. Vanderlaan. Vanderwatt. Uh, anyway, uh, so they are uh, producing a movie called On the Day That I Died. Uh, so we talk about that and talk about McGrew Studios and the process. It's a, it's a really fun conversation. Um, but this is the New Utah Podcast. Uh, it's episode 55. 55. 55. Um, fifth. Used to be the speed limit. Yeah, for oh, a long time. That was me yawning. Sorry about that. <laughs> the national <laughs> speed limit. Um, it is also uh, mid-June. Um, wow. <laughs> I am busy as fuck. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> this is actually, I'm glad this is the week that we, we came on site because, I mean, really, the, the next couple of weeks, I, I can't leave my house. Um and, and I was actually telling these guys, because we carpooled down here, Bree, I was telling these guys that um, it's kind of, it, it's good timing, all the overtime that you're you're able to get right now uh, with people having left your office, um, because it's not like you see me anyway this time of year, because I just get sequestered into my office for 16 plus hours a day. Yeah, you didn't hear me telling Jess that uh, Lori was, came over to talk to me as I was trying to leave to get over here, and Jeff was telling her, don't talk to her, she's trying to leave. Um but he said, yeah, I, I, I wanted you to try this thing. And I was thinking maybe next week. And he's like, and she's like, uh, you know, th- this is probably going to be through September. Just a little part of me died. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I, my garden. So one of the butternut plants, the freaking leaves are huge. I checked. Oh, this good, morning. good, good, good. Uh, I may need your help identifying what's cucumber and what's weed. <laughs> he just wants you to come over and weed. No, I, I just need, I don't want to pull them. Um, like the, the squash, yellow squash are very, very distinct. The, the butternut squash is extremely distinct. Um, but I think I've got some zucchini now and I've got some potentially cucumber and I just, I don't want to pull them, but there's a lot of weeds now, and I need to get rid of the weeds. Cucumbers are ones that are tough till they get a little bigger. That's why my 16-year-old pulled them a couple weeks ago. <laughs> she was helping weed and yanked them all out, so, so I hear you. But the ones I replanted have already come up. Maybe I'll take a picture of them and just send it to you. Yeah, or you can just, you know, when we carpool back, walk into my backyard with a flashlight and tell take me. Take a look. It'll only take a couple seconds for the trained urban farmer. Then we'll be like, thanks, Johnny. But we did. I'm speaking of urban farming, we <laughs> went to the farmer's market with Jess. In happenstance, we went and she went and we ended up meeting up and traveling. We didn't end up. I texted her and said we were going. It wasn't like it was an accident. (laughs) Yeah, but it's not like we planned. No one ever runs into me on purpose. No one makes plans with me. They just show up. Whatever. I don't know your actual address. I've never been to your house, so I can't just show up. I'm really disappointed. I'm not ever there, so. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was commenting to Jeremy how your car is like the back is so full of different things and it's because you live out of your car in Salt Lake and you just go sleep at your house once in a while. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this car is a relatively clean. I made, when I got this car a couple months ago, I made promise to myself that I would keep it clean. The stuff that I have in the back is just 
stuff from the last couple of weeks because well, yeah, I go to like, like the, festivals and stuff. So like the, I just need to clean it out. The seats and everything are, are clean. It's just the back. I mean, because it's got like your boxing stuff because you, you go boxing. Uh, and probably I see that because you box on Mondays, right? Usually. Yeah. So, um, so anyway. it's like on top because we see you on Tuesdays. Yeah. <laughs> Except for I haven't been in a couple of weeks because I've been doing cakes and things. So, oh yeah, that's the other thing you probably use your car for quite a bit is cakes, Holland cakes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Holland cakes. It's like Holland Oats. No, no it's, it's not. not. not <laughs> so anyway, we went to the farmer's market. I got some new beard oil from our friends at Olio. Um, <gasps> that comb is amazing. Yeah, so Derek gave me a uh, wooden comb. He's like, hey, go take a comb. It's a beard And comb? I was like, it's wooden. It's just a freaking wooden comb. It's stupid. And apparently, I don't know, because I was just messing with it, because I like to mess with my beard anyway, and I was messing with it, and, and Bree and Jess both commented on how tame my beard was after using that wow. comb on it. So it's, the oil and the comb, or just the comb? Just, just the, the comb. comb. I mean, it already had some oil in it from earlier in the morning, but, uh, the, you know, I am an oil convert. Um, don't use a lot. But uh, it's, it is it it has relaxed the beard. It's not as frizzy. It's really bushy right now. I got some new trimmers to trim down the sides. That's for a different day. Um, it keeps the I get the beard flakies. So when I'm using the oil, it tames that very see, well. See, I, I never get that. I I used to all the time, but I was washing my beard a lot, and I just I don't. I'm a dirty, disgusting hobo <laughs> that doesn't wash his hair. No, there's no point in washing your hair. All the time. Like, I wash my actual hair maybe once a week. Well, you don't really have all that much hair. You don't use product. Jeremy, I think, would have an issue if he didn't wash this. (laughs) Well, he does put, like, a gallon of gel in it every day. Yes. Your hair doesn't maintain that lift and wave and perfect (laughs) shape. That just doesn't happen, folks. That Lego Lego hair does not just happen. (laughs) I was thinking more like Ken. Ken doll? Yeah, like Ken. I mean, I could do my hair up. I always like not to pull, pull my hair up and Johnny like, Cash. Twist spikes. I'm, I'm Johnny Cash. <laughs> so the farmer's market was fun. Uh, we I, found yeah. a, a dog leash and mm-hmm. collar maker that was really cool. Uh, Brie got some new rings. I did. Is that the one you're wearing? This? No. No. She got, I, I wear she this got ring all the time. Rings. We got some, some delicious cherries. We had some cookies from Ruby Snap. We also had some cookies from Ruby Snap today. I haven't Snap. had any cookies from Ruby Snap. Ruby Snap's right around the corner, like literally right around the corner from this place. I don't know how they're not there every You know day. what I've had to eat today? Yeah. A half a cucumber. We're going to have some that, cookies. And a, a piece of gum that I swallowed because I wanted to eat my cucumber so bad and I couldn't get to the trash can. <laughs> That's hungry. It's not like you don't swallow your gum. I do. Anyway. I swallow my gum a lot. So <laughs> it's, it's a lie, st- people. It doesn't stay in your stomach. In your stomach. If you for chew seven it long, years. No, if you chew it long enough, it'll just disintegrate in your own damn mouth. Well, trust me, <laughs> if your stomach doesn't break it down, it goes out the other end. It just goes into your In food. seven years. No. No. <laughs> no. No. If you chew gum long enough, sometimes it just starts to break apart in your mouth. It's like chewing paper. Uh, I have chewed gum until it has just broken apart in my mouth before. So, uh, I finally did bite the bullet, though, on Magic the Gathering. Sold dun, off dun, the cards. Dun. So Not all of them, though. No, well, I mean, <laughs> there's a bunch that aren't even worth the paper they're printed on anymore from a, a monetary standpoint. I mean, maybe I'll just get a, give them to you for kindling or something or do something. Cool. I've seen, I've seen uh, so this is, this is years ago, but I saw a guy at a, a big uh, like Magic the Gathering pre-release um, that had a cape. Made out of magic cards. You should start <laughs> placing them around the city. That's people. I found one in the subway in New York City, in like a, in a magic grate. card. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I mean, I could. They're they're worthless cards. The other ones that I have left. So yeah, but the people that know what it is would find humor and a little bit of joy. I think just in like that. glued onto an old school post office box. Yeah, and, or a mailbox of blue. That'd take a lot of effort, though. Not really. Just Super take double glue. stick tape around with you and. Nah, that'll be pulled off. If you're gonna do it, you got to go all the way. Commit a federal offense and do gorilla glue. glue. Yeah, fucking. Because that shit glue. doesn't come off. That's the slogan. Have you ever used that E6000 glue? I bet your <laughs> wife has used Isn't it. Isn't it epoxy? Is it a glue or is no, it No, it's a glue. It's just a glue. I so, love that shit. Speaking of gluing shit on that doesn't come off. So <laughs> when I was, uh, this is, so I did a lot of practical jokes and pranks when I was in high school. Um, and I mean, we, we escalated. All right. It wasn't just high school. It's escalated beyond high school sometimes. Um, but we like. Sugar in a gas tank type of shit. Whoa. And I will tell you the worst, the worst thing you can do to someone. You remember the old publisher's clearinghouse envelopes? Absolutely. And you remember all the magazine stamps? Yeah. So you take those and you get a little spray bottle, a little like Mr. Spray bottle for your hair. Spray the back of them with water. Slap them on someone's windshield. Those sit overnight. They don't come off. It's because it's horse glue. You got to go out there with like one of those glass scrapers and scrape that (laughs) shit off. Uh, not, not, so. You're not a nice person. No, no. Well, look, look, that was in retaliation for having a can of sardines put in my garment bag on a speech and debate trip, uh, a weekend overnight, like two nights. We suck Oreos on windows and put firecrackers on the inside of car doors. Nice. See, I have hooked up. So I strung up, speaking of firecrackers, I strung up to someone's starter, um, like into their spark plug. We stuck a huge string of black cats when I was a kid. So I got to start the car. And I don't even remember how to do it because this was 20 plus years ago. And cars were a lot different back then with the way their ignition systems worked. Um, but yeah, start the car. Under speaking the speaking of cars, has your engine light come back on? No, but I don't know that I've driven it long That's enough. That's why so I said I should probably start taking it to work. Yeah, so I did. I've, I've had a problem with my car. Um, had a a uh, vacuum leak inside of my air intake system. Apparently the air intake valve uh, on the engine block, the only way you can replace it is to replace the entire valve cover. So I had, cause <laughs> it's built into the valve cover. So I had to replace that. Luckily it is literally right on top of the engine. There is nothing on top of it. The only thing attached to it is a couple hose clips that you can just pop out. So it wasn't too bad. No, nah, it only took me like an hour and a half. And that, it only took me an hour and a half because I decided to wait until June on a 90 degree day to do it in my garage, which was like 85 to 120 degrees somewhere in there. I'm not sure. <laughs> Roughly. So I had to take breaks because it's just like sweat just pouring off me. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been running great since I did that. So, um, they wanted me to pay for that and to change my entire air intake manifold, uh, at the Chevy dealer after they already had me pay like two grand for the steering column thing. And I'm like, mm, fuck you guys. I think I can fix it with just this piece. And, uh, I did. And so I don't think the check engine light's going to come back on, but we'll, we'll find out. Well, the day you got it back last time, cause we were, we were, yeah, we recording, were recording at Pacera's house. Yeah, and, and that, the engine light comes back on, and it was this problem. And it's, I mean, it's, it won't pass emissions. Um, it, it makes the car idle rough because the, the fuel mixture's off. And so, uh, but it, it's running fantastic now. So anyway, enough about my life, my crazy life. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I swear I had something else to talk about, but it doesn't really matter. Um, it's going to be a fun show. Uh, we have a lot to talk about with these guys, um, so stick around for that. Um, but first, do you guys have anything else for the weekend? You were telling a story earlier about the crazy it's wind the crazy from the wind, so. So my fence is... My, my my fence repair has held up. It held up over the... Yeah, the other fence that the neighbors are supposedly filing a homeowner's claim on, pretty sure I had two more post snap. It's still not all the way down. Barely hanging on. But it's going to come down. If we have another storm like that, it'll probably... So, so yesterday we had, I, if I had to guess, 65 mile an hour winds, but, but they're weird micro bursts. So it, it doesn't last for more than 10 minutes yeah, at yeah. a time. So very sadly, they're they're developing behind us. So I'm sitting in the office, and I I see just waves of dirt going by my office window, and then I see metal go flying by, and I'm not quite sure what it is. And my my older kids are out of out of uh, school right now, so they 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 were out doing things. So they're coming back in the car, and I see them stop, and I see them, one of my girls jump out of the car, and she's grabbing these pieces of metal. And I'm like, what is that? So I, I go and I look out the window, and our, as as our trampoline is flying down the road, this is a brand new trampoline. Brand new. It uh, it hit our metal fence, bent and broke off part of the metal fence, bent the 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 round part of the the trampoline, just just tweaked it. So now the legs don't touch the ground, and it flipped over our fence, which is about six feet tall. Yeah, it's a six foot uh, tall wrought iron fence, and it's blowing down the street. So we run out there, we grab it. It was. Horrible. It was a yeah, brand new. Brand new. <laughs> that sucks so bad. <laughs> Did your beehive survive? Yeah, beehive's fine. Beehive's fine. You, have you ever had it knocked over? Never. Or do you have it like staked into the ground or anything? Nope. But I've got I've got two large uh, railroad ties on top of it to just kind of hold it, keep down, it down. But yeah. no, nah, it's never. It's I've, I've, in all the crazy storms we've had, I've never had it. Fall hey, has over. has Baron Bonivo fucked with these bees yet? We did that first the first weekend I got him, but he hasn't touched it since. Yeah. He remembers for a season. <laughs> so he's had his one time. <laughs> yeah, so that that was that was my. Well, what about you, Jess? I mean, I know after farmers market you went out hiking. Yep, I how, went to Stewart Falls. How was it? It was uh long and hot. How long and, of a hike was? It? Uh, it's two miles in and two miles out, and uh, it was the first time I've hiked in a really long time. My cousin said I did really awesome since she does it all the time. So that's all that really matters. How did the beer how did the beer koozie shoe thing work out? Amazing. So Jess, it was brilliant. It, it actually worked amazing. We get to the farmer's market and Jess is, gets out of her car and Bree's like, Oh, I have shoes just like that and that's when Jess tells us that she's going on a hike. But as we're walking, she tells us, Yeah, I had to I just realized there's a hole in the bottom of this shoe and so I fixed it with a beer koozie. Tell us about the beer koozie. What do you want to know about it? <laughs> that was the story. That's the whole story. It's not... <laughs> there's a hole at the bottom of your shoe. She you stick a... it in there, so and now put... there's not a hole I anymore. didn't put my See? shoes on when I left the house, because sometimes I don't like to drive with shoes on. And I got to work at 7 o'clock, and I put my shoes on, and where you bend your foot was completely worn down, because those were the shoes that I wore to Scotland, and walked everywhere, and... I was like, crap, I can't hike in that. Like, it'll go straight through if I hit the wrong rock. And I was like, oh, yeah, we have a whole box of koozies that we forgot to give out at an event. And so I just laid it in. And are, that's freaking awesome. Are they our new, our new Utah ones? No. 
No. They're from work. Her work. Your work ones. Well, what other some. work? Like at the at Volkswagen <laughs> Southtown where you can send any kind of socks and porno mags. Oh, which I still haven't gotten, so fucking listeners suck. F all of you. <laughs> Bunch of assholes. Well, um, what do we got going on for events this week, Jess? Well, uh, our good buddy Stephen Hatch, they are doing, they're yeah, starting their movie 16. thing. Yeah. yeah. On Friday at nine o'clock, they're doing their first outdoor movie of the season and they're showing Sing. Um, that's in the avenues. So I was just, LDS af- Hospital. After our interview, I was thinking, I, I haven't been there, so I don't know how their shop is situated. How does that work? To put a movie theater on the roof, right? Uh-huh. So how... So they're, they're, it's like a patio yeah. to the sidewalk. And I would assume maybe they close off the road because it's... Um, well, I don't know if that's like a major route for the ambulances, but... Um, no, I think they go in on the other side. Yeah. Anyway, so it's a, it's a pretty big patio in front of their store. And you can uh, obviously see it from the patio? I've never been. But apparently, because <laughs> okay. this is, they've done it for several I, years. I just thought so. about that after the fact. It's like, huh, yeah. I wonder how that logistically I'm works. sure it works awesome. But they must, they keep doing it. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, this weekend is also the uh, Podcast United workshop that uh, is down at Salt Lake Community College on State Street. It is a free event, uh, but if you can register, do that through Eventbrite. Uh, Chris and Chrissy from I Am Salt Lake. Mm-hmm will be uh, the main main hosts of that. And so that'll be neat. Anybody that wants to get into podcasting or maybe has questions about it, and this this will be a really good good event to go to. Um, this is also the last time that Tragic Black will be playing in Utah for a while. Um, they are... Yes, a little bit. They have quite a few uh, shows coming up out of state. Um, they're going to be possibly playing in Sacramento in August. Um, they're going to be playing, sorry, in Colorado at a Death Rock, or sorry, at a Goth Fest. And, Are they uh, going back to Germany? No, there is no mention of Germany when I talked to Derek, but they will be do yeah, two out of state. So one will be the Colorado Goth Fest in Colorado Springs on July twenty second. And then they are going to play a gig in Denver where David J of Bauhaus and Love and Rockets is going to be DJing, <laughs> which is totally cool. awesome. And then uh then they'll be doing that event in August. And they said that the next time they'll probably be doing in Utah will be for the Dark Arts Festival. So whenever that top hasn't been announced yet. But uh, so if you can get out to that show on the 17th. So Colorado Springs real quick. My favorite thing about Colorado Springs, fun place to visit, by the way. My favorite thing is the Penny Arcade, the Boardwalk Penny Arcade that they have in Colorado Springs. A boardwalk, huh? In yeah. the middle of the United States. Well, it's it, well, it is because it's all it is a giant like boardwalk that connects like it's like four or five blocks. And when I say penny arcade, I mean old school penny arcade. Like they have some regular arcade games, but they have like the old school like like nickel uh, 
like really crappy old pinball machines, like the old baseball type machines. That's awesome. And and like legit old school penny games that you used to play. Like you flip all the little the, thing. Yeah, all the the mechanical yeah. stuff and like the like view the, and like the viewers where you like go in the there. The muscle and you, ones and the yeah, yeah, they're really cool. And so they have it's it's like four or five blocks. I'll I'll pull it up when we're done and I'll show you guys. It's really freaking cool. Um my favorite thing about Colorado Springs. Um been there a few times when I was a kid, so it was on the way to Texas from Wyoming. Perfect. Anyway, sorry. You're good. Just Speaking of old, up. old things, the seventeenth uh, Fort Doug Fort Douglas Day is happening on the seventeenth. Excuse me, is happening this weekend. So, if you want to go up and learn about that property and all the military happenings that. We're up at Fort Douglas. That is the seventeenth, and, and it's haunted. And it's haunted. And uh, but with that many people, I highly yeah. doubt that anything will uh, be happening. Uh, so Chris was talking about how we we went to the farmers market. Uh, farmers market season is almost completely in full swing. I think the last one starts July eighth. But the Sugar House Farmers Market, which I failed to mention last week, is on Wednesdays. And they have done something really, really cool and created a phone number so you can subscribe to the phone number and they'll text you reminders uh, that the farmer's market is happening, what produce is going to be available. Um, I just, I think it's totally, totally cool that they're doing that. So, so um, also this weekend, there is an RSL game. game. Yep. Uh, RSL will return home after giving up 11 goals in two games in Texas. Are you serious? Uh, we, yeah, it's pretty bad. Let's, I, I don't want to go into details. Let's just say Real Salt Lake um, is part of a new record in MLS. Uh, the first team to ever score five goals and a half. Concede. No, no. Dallas was the first team to ever score five goals in the first half. Oh, you said RSL was the first. RSL was the recipient of those five goals. RSL conceded. To allow five goals. Yeah, so uh, but we should have pretty much everyone back. There's only a couple players that are pretty much in season-ending injuries. Um, But just about everyone else should be back fully healthy, back from the U-20 World Cup, uh, where the U.S. did really quite well. Um, And, uh, yeah, so that'll be cool. But... uh, that's this weekend. Sorry. <laughs> My ex-husband's birthday on Thursday, if anybody wanted to know. Thanks. Oh, isn't it Father, Father's Day this weekend, right? Oh, yeah, and it's Father's Day this weekend. Yep, I crossed it out. Why? Because you don't, you're like, <laughs> fuck. Because there were other Chris cool and things Jeremy, to talk your dads, about. Fuck them. Fuck yeah, you didn't day. want my gift, so what? F both of you. What? Um, there is one more <laughs> cool event that's about? happening in Pleasant gift. Grove that I talked about last week. We love our conventions. Here in Utah, right and the Pop Culture Con is going to happen down at the Eleve Center on the 17th from so, 10 to 6. So we have more details on what that actually is? I gave them last week. I'm sorry you weren't listening. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'll link to it. <laughs> I hate you all so much. What... Uh, is that that's this not this weekend but next weekend or is that this weekend? Oh no, that's this weekend. Oh, yeah. we should talk about next weekend yeah, too, huh? Yeah. Yes, we should. Oh, sorry, I completely forgot. Uh, so next weekend is the Utah Arts Festival that everyone's advertising, and I just 
want to say if you're expecting a lot of Utah artists, you'll be highly disappointed because there are artists from all over the country. It's still amazing. It's still a cool festival. Yeah, and it's between... Ten and twelve dollars, just depending it, upon what day you go. Is it at the Galvin Center again? Uh, no, they do at Library Square. Okay. Um, Craft Lake City is at the Galvin Center. I think last time I went to the Arts Festival, it was at the Galvin Center. It's been a while. Um, yes, it is amazing. I bought a really cool plate last year uh, that the guy said was not perfect, but I thought it was, and so he sold it to me really, really cheap because they were like hundred and forty dollar plates, and I got it for Jeez. like forty bucks. So, Way um, to swindle that guy out of some money, Jess. I did. That's what I do. <laughs> um, Just the swindler. The 25th, the <laughs> big shiny robot nerd swap is happening at the Bohemian Grill, that which is we a all love. Really cool event. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we have plenty of nerds here, so there should yeah. be a lot of really cool things. If you guys don't know, Big Shiny Robot is a fantastic blog that is pretty much all, it is all locals, isn't it? I think so. As far as I know. Do they have any from not here, any writers from not here? It's a really, really great site. My good friend Mark is a writer. Yeah, Mark's a, a writer for Mark Avo. Avobot, I think it's what he calls himself on there. Avobot. Yeah, so. Anyway. That's awesome. And the Nerd Swap is freaking cool. Yeah, it'll be really cool. And Bohemian Girls on 7200 South, just east of State Street. And the Bohemian is amazing, so hey. It is. It's a win-win. Get yourself some schnitzel or some brats and pierogies. And all the things. And their seasonal beer. On the 23rd, the um, Utah Valley Astronomy Club is doing a, a night skies event. They only do this three times a, a year. And it's at the Pine Hollow Trailhead, which is up the Alpine Loop. Um, I don't know if that's quite before. I think it's after Timpanogos, but I'm not sure. I can post a map of that. Um, so they'll have telescopes that. If you guys, if you guys have never driven the Alpine Loop, holy crap, it is a beautiful drive. It's really worth it. I Just grew up driving it. Pollute the shit out of the environment and drive it because it's. it's <laughs> and be careful of the sharp turns at the top because they're yeah. really skinny. Yeah, they are very thin. Uh, one last event on the twenty fourth. Our buddy Melinda is doing an event at her store, Time and Place, and they are building concrete containers. Are they so. the, the little ones that she had? Has she described what they are? Because she had these really cool little little ones that were made out of like concrete when we went when I went to pick up our air plants. Does she said what are they big little? I only saw a picture. They look little. I would guess that they're they might be all them, sizes. But, yeah, they're not going to be too big. So. They were really cool. If they're the ones that I saw, she had like a little sample because she was talking to a, a mom and a daughter who were in her shop at the time and she was telling them about it. And if they are the same ones. They look pretty cool. Speaking of time and place, how are you guys' plants doing? Ours, like I swear to God, ours has doubled in size in the last. It's huge. It's like sprawling. It's like a big old spider. Are you overwatering it? No, once no. once a week, soaking mm. it up. Soak it up on twenty minutes once a week. Mine's, just, mine's about the same size, but I'm still watering it once a week, like I'm supposed to. What about yours, Jess? Did it die? Did you kill it yet? <laughs> nope, not yet. <laughs> Do you use it at work or is it home? It's at home. Why don't you take it into your office? Could spruce up your cubicle. Someone might steal it. You have weird people at work. It's true. They do steal it. <laughs> <your head. laughs> Every once in a while, they do. You hear that, guys, at uh, Volkswagen Southtown? Go fuck yourself. Stop stealing people's <laughs> shit. <laughs> Hans and Franz, I'm going to fucking kill you Oh, guys. my God. I heard that commercial on the way over here, and I was like, I oh, I hate that You know commercial. which one I hate, though, is the, 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 the Honda Giant. 
Oh, oh I do too. What the giant? Is that this? Is that Stockton Twelve that does those? I yes. I, I almost am pissed off that we bought our car from them because of that's that okay. Because now we get it serviced at a yeah. at a <laughs> the one down what's in Garf, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. They do a better job. I'm more impressed with their service department. The dude there totally remembers me, and he's only seen me twice. You're that's memorable. Cool. You must be memorable. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jess, anything else for the weekend or the next weekend? No. Snow? snow. No, I said no. It oh. did snow in Evanston, it did apparently. It snow this last week. Yeah. It snowed at Alta, actually. Yeah. I mean, the mountains have some fresh snow on them, maybe even from yesterday. I don't know. So, the winds in the valley were pretty intense. It was 94 miles an hour at Sundance. Yeah. So, Which is where my hike was at on Saturday. Yeah. Can we let's let's talk about that? That'll actually just transition us right into news because the winds are playing a big role in a bunch of wildfires that are. I mean, it's fire season. It's it is the season, it's and it's always at my house. Another reason I fucking hate fireworks. By the way, it's not just my job, but idiots lighting off fireworks and setting fires. Um, well, out by me, it's usually. Uh, ricocheting bullets off of things that they're not <laughs> supposed to be ricocheting off of. Well, so this, the, there's two, a fire that has burned 225 acres out near you in Saratoga Springs. Mm-hmm. He was using tracer rounds. Uh, yeah, which is uh, which is Why illegal. Why the hell do you need a tracer round to target practice? You don't. I mean, maybe to sight in your gun initially, but it's illegal to use tracer rounds in an open field and go to a fucking gun range. So there's this has been a battle in Eagle Mountain for a long time about getting an actual range. There is one in Saratoga Springs uh, off of Redwood Road. But Eagle Mountain and Saratoga Springs are like fucking two minutes apart. Right. So here's the thing. There was a fire that was within view of my home on Saturday because I came down the canyon and saw it and... Um, I think that was that fire, wasn't it? No, that one, the one in Saratoga Springs was around the corner. This one was put out pretty fast. But people, people are shooting behind these people's homes. Like this is an issue every year. And they're they're shooting like fucking old cars and stuff. Right. They're not shooting a paper plate or at a target. Yeah. Good, bad, or otherwise, for years and years and years, that's where people went out to shoot because there was nothing out there. Yeah. Well, they can go further west. There's still nothing but, out but there. But I'm just saying, so that that's where people have gone forever. Well, now there's houses there. Stop it. Don't go out there and shoot. Well, and look. How would you like it if somebody started your house on fire with a gun? Well, be, you do a, be aware of where you're We don't have guns. We have knives. what time of year it is. Yeah, because I don't want to evacuate my house again. And you see all the fucking dead grass. Don't shoot there. Well, then, like, next week else. it's supposed to be nine. We're supposed to hit ninety nine next week. You know how many deserts? 99? You know how many deserts we have within driving distance where you could go out there and you look. You light one fucking sagebrush, sagebrush, sagebrush bush on fire. No one cares. No one cares, and it's not going anywhere Run else because the next the tumbling tumbleweeds. <laughs> well, yeah, the next bush is like five feet away, and the fire won't jump to it. You know, and if it does, no one cares. It's sagebrush. It's not, there's no homes out, out there. Out there by Dugway and there's those areas where there's yeah, no Or just go to a damn firing range. Yeah, I mean, really, just go to a gun range. Because there are fires, so there's that fire in Saratoga Springs. There's a fire out by Beaver. Uh, there's a fire out by Willard Bay. There's a fire out by Vernal. Oh, and by the way. And then, of course, you know, that helps with our pollu- air pollution, which is always so, so stellar in the summer anyway. So just as a side note, Dino Nobel, the... Um, Explosives company, they make the explosives for the mines. They have a warehouse out there. 
Yeah. <laughs> Not by what? me. Yes. Uh, we also have a firework factory as well. <laughs> that has a bunch you, of the customers. People are stuff. so bright. So, but <laughs> so it's wildfire season. It's fireworks season. I, I'm just waiting for here in about a week when our neighbors in my neighborhood start lighting off fireworks. We have all different neighbors now than the ones that started our house, our that yard on fire. Fucking matter. That's when you doesn't start watering matter. your lawn a lot. Well, and that's just we had our lawn lit on fire one year by our neighbors. Another year when we weren't home for the Fourth of July, they shot uh, uh, more around that went into our freaking front door um, and our window in, in the front bay window there in the front room. Um, so, you know, that's cool. Uh, but just use common sense. Don't go fucking light fireworks off in a field. Um, be careful if you're going to do it, uh, you know, in your neighborhood. For God's sake, if it's super windy, just don't fucking do it. You know, there's just no reason. You guys have never evacuated for a fire. You do that in the wind. Uh, no, I've never been. It's terrifying. Yeah, I bet. Cause, well, cause they kick you out. And you have like no time to get any of your shit, and basically your shit might be gone. Yep, I packed my car that morning and hoped that I still had a house when I got home from work. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and freaking fire! I have never talked to someone who's had a house fire that has not had the worst fucking experience with insurance afterwards. So I've got a I've got a friend who was out in Harriman that had a house fire. Almost a year and a half before they got back into their house because the insurance company wouldn't total out the house. And so instead, at every freaking turn, things had to be approved by every contractor. You have to get three different bids and you take the lowest bid and the insurance company has to pay them. It's a big, long process. Took like a year and a half. Our, our daughter's friend, their house burned down on freaking New Year's Eve night. New Year's Eve night. Yeah. So So not quite New Year's Eve not day. New, not New Year's <laughs> Day. In the it was like ten thirty at night when it burned down from something shorting out in a wall plug. And they barely got out. Yeah. And they're they're actually their birds died. They had yeah, birds that died. They were they were died. able to rescue the dogs, but their and birds not, died. Fried like we're talking <laughs> yeah, I mean we are yeah, we're the big birds. They were they were cockatoos or, or parrots, I can't remember which. Yeah, something like that. Talking birds. They were one of the talking birds, big big talking birds. Um, big talking birds. It's not like big <laughs> so, birds though. It took, it took almost a year and a half for the back. No. It was they got in right before Thanksgiving. Okay, so about a so year. So it took yeah. ten 11 months, about yeah. 11 months. Just, just They were able to have Thanksgiving dinner in their new house. <clears throat> so, I, you know, I just wanted to talk about fires because there, there are a lot of them. There's going to continue to be Stop a lot it, of them. Stop it, idiots. Yeah, just, just think. And since it. it's not on a Sunday this year, if you had to do it the next day, it's still okay. It's on a Tuesday, actually. Yeah, it's on a Tuesday. Yeah. So, I'm <laughs> And looking... yes, we still will be having a podcast for all of you listeners who are concerned as you were point, looking yeah. at your calendars going, oh. <gasps> What is the new Utah podcast going to do? Because the 4th of July is a holiday. I, I'm sure they were all doing that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you never know. Consistency is key. All two of them. Naysayers. Well, and the, and, and our little, our little Peter, what, it's not a holiday for him. Our and little Peter. Care. Yeah. <laughs> Peter doesn't give a shit about 4th of July. Hey, Peter, by the way, my daughter is having a little Irish dude over at our house for a week. In July. That's true. Her Maybe Irish, he knows him. Her Irish boy. <laughs> his name is probably. Alex. Have you seen where he lives? His There's name, nothing. His so name is Alex, but I don't know other. what his last name is. Sorry. It's, Ireland is not that That's fucking not true. small. Dublin is a very 
pretty decent city. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. <laughs> and I almost missed my Is bus. Peter's last and I would name Pettigrew? No, it's no, it's Donna. Peter Pettigrew was Jeez. not Irish. You dolt. <laughs> and he was a bad person. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Jeremy. I just pulled your headphones That's like way away from So, um, do we want to talk about Bears Ears? Do we want to talk about what's going on there? We want to talk about Utah's it? first new liquor store in seven years. That's what we, we should talk, talk about, about. Jim DeBacchus, too. Uh, okay, so let's talk about. Screw bears ears. Let's talk about. Okay, I'm pissed. Well, that's what they're gonna do. I'm, I'm there. You go. Now you told the story. I'm pissed. Zinke has made a decision. He wants to shrink bears ears. I like that he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna wait a little while," and then like an hour later, the news broke. Yeah. Well, I mean, he gave he gave the deadline. The it was the day. What yesterday? I think. Was no, the I know. And then he came and said, "I'm gonna wait until later in the year to make a decision." That was what his press conference was. And then an hour later, this story broke. Yeah, so he's made a decision. that, And I don't think that he's finalized exactly what it's going to look like, but he's going to potentially change. And everyone's kind of watching this because this will be the first time in history, uh, in American history, that a, a new presidential cabinet has essentially rescinded the order um, as it relates to the Antiquities Act for uh, the previous um, or any previous candidate. There's been a lot of firsts with this president. I was just going to yes, say that. Yes, there has. Yes, there has. And they're not good firsts. Hey, if you talk to Paul Ryan, he's learning. He's learning on the job because that's what you want a fucking president to learn on the job. <laughs> fucking leader of the free world, right? Um, so anyway, probably going to... Probably going to shrink it down. Uh, also, you made a recommendation, and I think the, the thing that sucks is I think the recommendation to shrink the park um, or shrink the monument actually is overshadowing what's probably good, which is giving the tribal council more, more power down there. I think the um, only thing I have to say about that, and then we can move on, shrinking it is still better than totally taking it away. It's true. It's true. And it is really big, but... You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I haven't, to be honest with you, because it's so new and because it's, you know, fireworks season, I haven't had a lot of time to actually do what I would normally do and read a ton of stuff about it. So, um, I've got what essentially I think KSL probably told me and I don't even know that I read the whole article in detail. So, um, I, I do know, even though it wasn't published, that the liquor store by my house opened today. Yay! I have not had a chance to go in. I will go in and celebrate the opening of that liquor store by buying booze and getting drunk. Um, and it's in the Walmart parking well, lot. Why you gotta it. get drunk? So here's why can't you just buy booze and drink it and enjoy here's it? Here's what's perfect about this <laughs> liquor store. One, it's pretty close to the one on Fifty Fourth off of Bangator, right? But uh, that liquor store, once they put it up, insanely busy. It's busy from nine in the morning till it closes. I've never been in there we where I didn't there, have to There was that one line. time we went there at like 11 o'clock at night, 1030 at night, something like that, and we stood in line. It well, was you probably didn't go in at 1030, 11. They close at 10. Then it was probably 930. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went with you. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It was I've, later. It I've was never, later. And, and I've never, I've never not, not had line. to stand in line. Well, except for when I went to, but used to buy liquor for the school, and then I could just. <laughs> yeah, but that's different. That was That's awesome. Different, um, and really, it was for the church, not for the school. No, so it was much. for the church. It was for the school. Oh, it was for the school auction. Um, I think I know. Yeah, which got the liquor license because of the church, not because it's a school. It well, got the liquor license because of the Catholic Church ties. 
well, okay, but that's still pointless. <laughs> it was still for the school. It said it's going to be, well, not going to. It, it is among the largest stores in the state. Yeah, it's It big. didn't look like it was that big oh, when no, we were first putting it up. And then uh, when they started big. closing in the walls, I was like, oh, that it's is mammoth. And, and the first one in seven years to open. First new one in seven years. That's that's crazy. Seven years, and and think of all the stories that we've talked about over the last few weeks. Well, and the population growth, growth. Yeah. yeah, how much growth there's been, and population growth means non-Utahns moving to Utah, which means people who probably think drinking is not an like abomination and going to put you right in hell. What, when to we Utah. when we interviewed Jim, he was saying that that based off the numbers, there should be like. 80 stores or yeah, something crazy yeah, like the that. The population supports it. Right. And, and they make a shit ton of money. That they lose. Well. Yeah. <laughs> they just misreport. I don't know that they just lose Just like the church. It. Yeah, they just misreport that money. Um, but the other interesting thing, Je- Je- Jess sent this to me earlier today. They can't advertise the opening. So this whole thing, like there's been a couple news stories about it, but they can't advertise it at all. Because it's Utah and it's a liquor store? Yeah, it's against the law for them to advertise to have any kind of grand opening Jess? or anything. What? She, she hasn't. Everything. Yeah, she hasn't really been paying attention. Oh. No, I'm trying to read about Jim DeBacchus for you and his oh. vote tonight for the UTA board. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's doing research while we're talking about booze. So anyway, yeah. So I'm yes, excited. Yes, I sent the article, but that's all that it said. Yeah. I don't know why it's law. It's well, it's a law because it's Utah, and if you advertise the liquor stores opening, oh, clearly more people are going to get drunk. It says that they have stocked more than six thousand cases of alcohol on wooden shelves built at the Utah State Prison. That's oh, cool. Good That's job, cool. Utah prisoners State Prisoners. Which you know, I once had somebody that I worked with say that our job should be done by prisoners. Probably. Your job at your work. Probably my my pri- my job. So yes, this current job that I've. That I'm doing, like the current place I work, I've been in three different positions, and um, the one right before this one, he said this job should be done by prisoners. Hmm. It's just data processing. Gotcha. The state needs at least twelve more stores in targeted areas, uh, specifically along the Wasatch Front, to keep up with liquor sales and a growing population. That was a study that Zion's Public Finance did for them. I just want to say, as you guys listen to the interview later. There are lots of things moving around over by that door. It's kind of creeping me out. I think Raven's actually working. No, it's not that. It's not. It's not. I have the no. black shadow I keep seeing. Really? Maybe but that's I should have. what sat, I see. So maybe I should have sat on that side of the table. So we are in. We are in. Uh, uh, McGrew Studios. Studios. Which is is haunted, very haunted. Uh, according the building to building was built when nineteen eighteen oh eight. Yeah, it's been a lot of things. Been a, a homeless death shelter. Um, I don't know. Raven talks about it a little bit in the interview. We'll get so. into it in the interview. Um, so what Jess was researching is uh, Jim Debacus is doing shit. <laughs> Isn't he always? Well, <laughs> he was he was asked to do this, right? He was nominated. He was nominated by the mayor. Yes, um, and. The vote was for the UTA board, and he wrote a whole, uh, it's not a pitch, but like what's important to him and why. And anyways, a speech of sorts. Yeah, a little bit. And anyways, the vote was at like five o'clock or so this evening, and he did not get voted. Um, oh, the mayor of, of North Ogden, Brent Taylor, uh, was the person that got voted in. So 
Jims said, a special thanks to Mayor Brent Taylor of North Ogden, who is now on the UTA board, my new friend, a conservative's conservative, a conservative's conservative, who is my brother on UTA issues. Thanks, Brent. You are a warrior, and I will do all I can to help you from the sidelines. That's too bad. Yeah. Would have been something good for him to to do for us, but... uh well, he, he's well, part of the transportation board yeah. anyway. He even admitted so. in his interview, he's like, if people want bills to come through and they come to me and I think it's a good idea, I tell him go two doors down. Because he's not going to compromise. The, he's going to be that, that loud, squeaky voice. Yeah. But, but that's what his constituents want. And he knows it. He accepts it. He embraces it. We love him. He's awesome. So, anyway. Um, I did want to talk about... Um, so there's a couple other things. Let's just talk about one of these. I wanted to talk about actually um, our exports because I thought uh, there was some really interesting stuff. So KSL put out uh, a few days ago um, uh, a story about uh, the value of Utah's exports. So we're above $13 billion annually that we're exporting right now. Wow. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. What was... Um, Those are non-gold exports, by the way. $13 billion is non-gold? Uh, the no. report shows Utah's 2015 international goods non-gold export supported $3.5 billion. Okay, non-gold was $3.5 billion, right? Yes. I don't know. So, but it, if sentence. you look at the actual, the major product exports, that's that's what's interesting. This and you can barely read it because it's so small. Sorry, but the, it's, it's not fault. your fault. It's the it's just the image. But if you look at the image, so gold. I did not know we produced that much gold. That's here. what's coming out of Kennecott. That's one of many things coming out of Kennecott. Yes. But that's that's enormous. Five look at the X-ray products. You can't really read it, but just that crap. Ton it of really gold. is my fault because I was the one that printed it. I should have looked at it before I brought it. Sorry. No. But but integrated circuits, um, electrical integrated circuits, beauty so s- and skincare. Mm-hmm. That's all those essential oils people are buying. <laughs> so <laughs> food prep. Well, that's that's your that's your MLMs basically. Uh, food prep. So f- food prep is big. Number three, food preparation. That's what my producer at work wants to get into well, doing is, I, ma- is food manufacturing. For example, R- Ruby Snaps. Didn't she say the airlines use her? Am I thinking wrong? I thought she said something about that that an airline uses her. Mm. So, I don't recall that. Yeah, but I that's don't. but that's the kind of stuff like like yeah, you, that's you, my you point. get a, a great product and you start producing it in mass. So like Malawi's Pizza, their production kitchen is here um, because they're they're just now starting to actually branch out, but they have a full production kitchen. Olio's doing it. Yeah, Olio does it. Dunford, uh, but Olio Speaking is not Oleo. food. Olio is not a food product. Dunford. You can eat it though, but Dunford does. Yeah, Dunford, which is oil. Um, well, well, sort of. All of our, all of our, all of our uh, brewers. Oh yeah, all of our brewers and distillers. (laughs) High West that counts as food production, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, I would guess. Do you consume it? I I would imagine that counts. So number three, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I mean, there is a huge fall off after gold, and then the electrical integrated circuits. I was surprised. That's number two by a long shot. Uh, and then there's a pretty big fall off to number three with food prep, but it's still number three. And there's a whole bunch of you know medical devices, safety um, airbags, airbags. We make airbags here, and apparently we make a lot of them. Maybe we make that. those at the prison too. <laughs> <laughs> so medical, you know, stuff, uh, devices, calibrators, that like that. Gets on you X-ray products. So explodes. really cool list. Um, there was some other stuff in here. 
like uh, we have a whole bunch of international students, like 7% of our uh, higher education students are international. Hey, that's how Cassie met the Irish dude that's going to stay at our house in July. That's true. That's true. Um, so, I mean, it, Utah, it just shows that Utah is a fairly global state. We do a lot of business inside and outside the state. I think that has to do with the church. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's church because of the missionaries and stuff. Well, well I, they come back and they speak every language known to man, so it makes for call centers. And and they have connections that they've made with people. Right. And well, and they've got, you know, entrepreneurship is, I don't know how, but it's like bred into Mormons. Well, it's, it's part of their teachings. Yeah. Like, so. don't be stupid with your money, stupid. So they go out, you don't be stupid with your money and buy coffee. That's right. Or liquor. <laughs> buy Mountain Dew instead. Don't buy liquor. And hot chocolate. Maybe that's why they actually do better with money, because they're not spending so much on booze. <laughs> Because booze is expensive in the state of sure Utah. Is. Uh, booze is expensive everywhere. The devil's backwash. If you only knew the taxes. <laughs> oh, I do. Remember, I didn't grow up here. Well, I wasn't going to say here. I was going to say yeah. over in Scotland. But. Oh, oh, I bet. I bet in Scotland. <laughs> but I bet the bottles aren't as expensive in Scotland as they are here. I, mean, I, I can't know. back that up because I have only bought a few there in person. The rest are at auction. Yeah. You and your weird collection of things you'll never drink. All right, with us today we have uh, three guests. We have uh, Rafen Wolfson again, uh, Chuck Wagen, and uh, Dutch Van Watt, I believe is what my card says, right? That's your new name. It's uh, my new name. Van what? what? No, you have to say it like that. It's Vanderlin, right? Vanderland. Vanderland. Yes. Mm-hmm. With two A's. Two A's. Mm-hmm. I spelled it differently. It Vanderland. Two A's uh, are good. Two A's. Uh, <laughs> and Adam to the end. So uh, we are here at McGrew Studios, actually, not uh, in my basement, um, and uh, it's it's different. It's a working studio. <laughs> it's that was the most polite response. Like it's, it's um, different. Well, it's That's, a working studio. It's working. So it is there working, is yeah. stuff everywhere, and is as you Raven took us around and showed us what you're going to do with it over the next month or two, or I don't know how long it's going to take. Six, nine months. It'll yeah. be a while. Imagining yeah. the space transforming and where you're actually going to get work done versus Until where you're getting work done now. <laughs> a World War One submarine? That's yeah. right. That's, that's a future project. Um, and then, uh, and before that, the same area where the submarine will be, will be the hallway of, a, of an insane asylum. So we're going to do that first and then tear all that out and then build the submarine and tear all that out. We had to kick poor Jen off of her working table. Hi, Jen. We love you. She looks really upset right now. You you shouldn't have been. No, no, you were fine, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) She was drinking a lot. Yeah, and she's referring to when we had her on for the Halloween Expo. If you want to catch that episode, but you can go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, I've got to listen now. (laughs) I don't know what you're doing over there, Raven. I was unwinding the cord. I realized it was. <laughs> yes. oh, I, tried to pull, I tried to pull the cord back it like this. In the face. No, no, I, it stopped. And I was like, "Why is it stopping?" Because <laughs> oh, it's because it's, you know, it's attached to something. Go ahead. So, I mean, other than being here, just because we haven't actually been able to come into McGrew Studios yet, we are actually here talking to all of you gentlemen for a movie that you are doing currently. Correct. That is correct. correct. Yes. What's the name of that movie? On the day that I died. So it's prophetic to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) On the day that we died, on the air. On the air, yes. (laughs) Dead Air. Dead Air was my first film, actually. So, yes, that's actually a 
And it was about late night uh, jazz jocks. So anyway. And by the way, so how long ago was full that? circle? That was a long time ago. That was around two thousand and three. There's still radio DJs on the air. Not very many of them, though. Right. So that's it's probably coming to fruition. True. I, I was a jazz host for thirty years, and so I, and actually shot it at, at the uh, the Eccles Broadcast Center. So we we it was authentic stuff. We didn't shoot anything actually on the air, of course, but um, we shot you know like four in the morning after hours and so forth. Anyway, that was the other movie. <laughs> You've definitely got the voice. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I many, many years of uh, of that, and yeah, programming my own show. I loved that. That was a that was a good gig. Unfortunately, <laughs> they the, there is no more jazz in Utah now on on the air. No, no, not really. So it's a shame. No, well, I mean, but, if you want to listen to it, I guess you can go to Spotify or. Oh yeah, there's satellite radio, of course. Yeah. You got that figured out there? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of watching this cabaret. That was uncoiling know. before my eyes. <laughs> uh, yep, I sure did. Uh, no. I'm not that there bright, but I think I got it all worked out. I, I, think. I think it's the other end. Can you use the other end. Oh, the other end? end? Oh, sorry. I was on the wrong end. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been there. How's that? Am I okay now? Oh, you're lovely. Okay, yeah. thank you very much. The frightening part is that he's actually from the Netherlands. And he yeah. can sound like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's what a great actor he is. He is no, that's actor, the extent right? of his acting range. Oh, that's as far as yeah. Yeah, I can only play dumb people. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's got there's a saying for that. I play that one in too. real life. What what was that? I play a dumb guy in real life. Well, <laughs> well, so do I. That's why I get all these dumb parts. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> There's a pattern developing. Yeah, yes, there is. Wait a minute. That was sort of have, a backhanded compliment. I was going to say, are we going to have like a, some turmoil here between you guys as actor and director? Turmoil? <laughs> <laughs> no. That's a mild word, boy. <laughs> Not at all. No, we, we are a family. No, no, we're a family. We are a damn family. Yeah. <laughs> we're a damn family. We're a, family, a, family a, dysfunctional, a dysfunctional family. But yes. Aunts and uncles. And we're all well, there. you're putting the fun in dysfunctional. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. You we're putting it. the fun in other people's dysfunction. There That's right, go. yes. No, it's been a, a great shoot, actually. It's been going on for a long time, like a year and a half. Wow, it's a long and, time. And, uh, you know, we're, you know, like I said, we shot locations in Ice Castles uh, the winter before last, and then uh, the castle in Provo, or the amphitheater. What castle, are they? It's the castle amphitheater. Castle amphitheater, It's right. on the grounds of the Mental State Hospital, which for this project is terribly appropriate. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> And yeah, I know with some great gothic uh, footage and stuff like that. It's not really a gothic film, but there's certainly gothic elements in it. As you can see, the Anchor Bistro that, that Raven put together uh, from, <laughs> you know, bubble gum and cardboard <laughs> and made it look like a million dollar set. No, it's it just looks amazing. amazing. by the way. No, he's, really he's cool. a true artist. It's amazing. And it's, you know, a dime's on the dollar for that, too. I had somebody very upset with me because I posted stills. And he thought we had a budget because the, the agreement was I would pay him if when we got a budget. He says, well, you've got a budget, obviously. So, you know, I said, no, that's a $300 set. Say, no, yeah. we don't have a budget. We've got yeah. Raven. we got a Raven, yeah. And he, we have a he wasn't very happy with wow. that. But, uh, I'm going to teach I'm, I'm happy with that. You don't have a budget. You have Raven. That's right. Great, Who needs great, a budget when great you have Raven? Raven, how do people get a hold of you to build stuff for nothing? <laughs> I don't know, but they seem to. <laughs> <laughs> the word's out, man. They, they crawl out of the woodwork for I'm pretty, I'm pretty everywhere, so I'm pretty pretty publicly social, uh, on social media. 
as a person, um, I don't not talk so to anyone. No, I'm, I'm here or at home. <laughs> That's it. So uh, I'm here and at home. Is that it? <laughs> at the same time. That's about yeah. Whoa. That's so, his life. Have you thought about just putting <laughs> who a god has more time in, in this place? I know you're only like four blocks away, but I thought you said putting a god in this place. No. Yes, I've yeah. thought about it. Jen's um, <laughs> here. I thought there was a god here. Yes. <laughs> you, could, you, could mount, you could mount the effigy <laughs> on that little thing over there instead of a TV <laughs> on the arm. Just put a nice, nice effigy of uh, just like Vishnu or something. No, nice. no, children of the corn. Ooh, Come yeah. on, we got to do something interesting. So, uh, no, I, but I don't actually I'm live very far from here. So it's about a five-minute bike ride, ten-minute bike ride from here, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I ride very quickly to the yeah, house. Do you ever have, like, hyperdermic needles thrown at you as you're driving past? <laughs> I, I don't, but the, the great fear for me, I call, I call Fourth West uh, Suicide Alley because I ride mm-hmm. from just north of here mm-hmm. down Fourth West, which takes you right by Pioneer Park. Right by the Jesus Saves Mission, right by the Maverick, and across Fifth South and and Sixth South, which, which are, are both access to traps. The, yeah, exactly. also known as uh, scenic route. Yes, yes. yes. the scenic uh, <laughs> But I, I take those, and um, the thing that's always the fear because of my bike is that there are hypodermic needles on the ground. Yeah. And I'm afraid that I'll. You have to watch one. where you step too. If you walk, you have to look yeah. for the hypos. So it's, that's don't really... use the bathrooms at Pioneer. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be real desperate to use a bathroom. Does that, does that even require saying? Yeah. Don't use the bathroom. So I, so I went to the, this is a couple of years ago. I go to the farmers market towards the end of the season when they really only had that back row there that's up against what Third South or Third, mm. whatever. Yeah, Third South. That's about right. Yeah. yeah. The porta potties are already done, so the only bathroom <laughs> option. It's over at the the porta potties are done. And, That's uh, an interesting <laughs> way to play. So uh, yeah, uh, I will never do that again. I will just hold it or go to a tree. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, that's I mean, what everyone honestly, else does. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. that's that's actually where they. Yeah, I, I don't know that they even use it that well. If no. it's even no, they do. Know. It's a really? brothel slash oh, right. um, uh, shoot 'em up den. Yeah, oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, shooting gallery, shooting gallery, shooting gallery sure. and a shoot a potties. Yeah. That happens outside of the porta potties. They just shoot each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guns happen in the open. <laughs> the well, funny thing, why did trees grow so well? They're, they're yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I was they, wondering. They, uh, they, uh, the, the truth is we don't have a lot of gun violence, um, unless it's the police shooting people. But other than that, we don't have a lot of gun violence in the neighborhood. It's they mostly, can't afford guns. No, yeah. it's mostly stabbing. There's oh, a, lot, yeah. a, lot a, lot of, a lot of shanks. A lot yeah. of shanks. Any, anybody can yeah. grab a shank. You know? Yeah, it's, it's the quiet way. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's the yeah. quiet way. I call Kearns West Stabbington because I say we West don't Stabbing. always we don't all f- afford guns, but we all have kitchen knives. There That's you true. go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Y'all got a set of steak knives. <laughs> Did I hear something exciting happened right out by you guys? Which day? Which? Well, no, there was yeah, something that time, was like, yeah. ended up on the news that happened. The uh, fire truck which, incident? Yeah, something with oh, the fire. Okay, so yeah, so this was a while ago. <laughs> so the fire department, you know, and they, they go into the gas station or the grocery store. They usually leave their truck running uh, in case they have to jump in and go, you know, rescue someone. They don't fight fires anymore. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think so. Well, I mean, this last week they have, but that's oh, okay. about it. Um, but uh, some lady, like. Jumped in, stole it, and drove it up 6200 South, dropped it off at the Walgreens right by my house up at the corner there. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. And then she gets out, goes in the Walgreens, like, Just goes had to the go to Walgreens. And changes clothes. She's like, uh, you should probably call someone about that fire truck that's out there. <laughs> you know what I love wow. about? So having lived that's, that's in. clever and original. Having lived in, in Los Angeles and Boston and other cities, you know what I really like about Salt Lake when it comes to the kind of crazy? It's a very unique kind of crazy that seems to 
cultivate. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, it's... you get a one of my favorite guys. He's one of my favorite homeless people. Well, I don't know if he's actually homeless. <laughs> no, no, he's because he's very no, entertaining. So you, you, you'll be able to find him if you go down and by anywhere by Pioneer Park. A lot of times during Farmer's Market, he's, he's, um, uh, he's out there. He tends to he go he stands on the corners, and he just dances and he spins circles and he dances and it's hilarious because mm. you realize there's no headphones. Not that he's just oh he's, he's just doing it without headphones. Yeah. Dancing in public's illegal in Utah, I think. So. I, I well, see he's, the, he's breaking the law. Well, I see the guys dancing on the corners all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is this is what's crazy to me. So you know the sign twirlers for you know. Those oh yeah, oh god. So up by my house on the corner, they. Uh, they did some experimentation with a mechanical sign holder. So they had a mannequin oh, yeah. on a dolly awesome. with arms that did this, just hooked up to like a car battery. Oh, there we go, yeah. Twirling yeah. a sign. Like and one I of just, those inflatable things that, you know, goes inflatable up. Inflatable arm flailing wavy. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Wacky, wavy, inflatable Except it looked like it was coming out of her stomach. Yeah. yeah. They so it was an alien? Yeah, it was like aliens. Yeah. The that wouldn't really make here. me want to go buy a pizza. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. And they were taking jobs from hardworking people that don't have anything else. Yeah, exactly. So, and good, guys. honest work, too. <laughs> so I like, I like watching, uh, I watch a lot of white trash TV, meaning cops and mm. Live PD. Yes, my wife loves favorite. that. There's a, there's a live one that goes all over the country now. Yeah, Live PD. Yeah. Yeah. They have, is cops still on? Yeah, it's still, yeah. It's still going. Well, and it's syndicated, so you can pretty much watch it 24 hours a day just from yeah. the right channel, and it's on somewhere. <laughs> it's always on. Um, my favorite, though, is they <laughs> on this live PD, this guy, one of the cops drives by. <laughs> he looks out the window, and there's a dude in, like, full face paint just sitting there going to town, dancing on the corner, not advertising <laughs> nothing. He's like, he's on something good. Just keeps driving. Evidently, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Wow. Well, I've often thought about this dancing guy, and I, I feel like he's a wasted talent. He could be making, you know, at least minimum wage, spinning a sign. Yeah, put a sign in his yeah. hand. There the, you go. The problem is, I don't. Th- I think he's a little too schizophrenic in, in his head. <laughs> but it was yeah. funny. It's like he's the one homeless guy you know that's always going to be in really good shape. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. and it, it's yeah. not kind of. It's like he's spinning around and he's jumping. And then you see yeah. another corner. Where does he get his energy? Um, I think, I think the, the demons. I yeah, think I guess the, so. Yeah. Demons <laughs> demon energy. Meth Special demons in his yeah. drug. So, anyway. so let's let's get back to let's get back to you guys. <laughs> let's get yeah, back to okay. the topic of yeah. crazy homeless people and dancing on the corner. Um, <laughs> That's our other job. So the yeah, movie yeah. Um, on the day that I died. What's the movie about? How would you describe it? Go, Chuck. Well, Raven describes it as a uh, surreal urban fantasy, and I, I got to agree with that. Uh, a lot of it takes place in, in uh, city limits. It is mostly in the landscape of the mind. It, it takes place in a place called the Wasteland, which is where this guy goes to after his suicide. It's um, That's a basic premise. Is uh, yeah, A man commits suicide, and he ends up in a place he doesn't know how to get out of. His big challenge is how to... Uh, cope with the strangeness of the place and the even stranger people that populate it. And he's fed a line after line of, uh, of lies, and, uh, and he's told to do this, told to do that, and it all uh, sends him into kind of a conundrum uh, circle of, uh, of uh, deceit and, and uh, confusion. So, uh, but but uh, it, he actually does uh, 
prevail at the end. Well, I won't, I won't give away the ending. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. It's actually in the eye of the beholder, actually. Eye of the beholder, but... Yeah, how would you describe it, Raven? You you can add, embellish that a little bit more than I can because <laughs> I can embellish anything. Embellish if you give me all a you want. Yes, embellish it will. Open yeah. fire. Um, so, w- what part am I embellishing? The storyline. The storyline. Well, <laughs> the whole, and the whole thing. thing. Because because you've you said it in a linear fashion. I mean, you you called it a, a Jungian carriage of ideas of Freudian concepts. And, so so and <laughs> that that isn't really what I was thinking when I wrote it. But you're kind of right when I, when I sit down and examine it. So but only kind. You're of actually right. interpreting uh, my work, and that's good because somebody I am has the to. Chuck Oracle of Delphi. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> She has the coolest ring on ever. I was just going to say that. That's that way, cool, really. she, way cool. She always has bite? the coolest <laughs> rings on. It doesn't, hasn't bitten me so far. That's lovely. It hasn't bitten me so far. Good, but I good. bet it grabs. Yes. yes it, it, grabs. it certainly grabs attention, that's for sure. Yeah. And earrings are nice, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks. I got these from my mom. They're really, really old. They're probably like... Oh, they're probably like 60 years old. Wow. wow. My favorite part nice. is that she literally had to reach up and feel to see which earrings she had on. <laughs> it's been um, one day. <laughs> so um, so the, the, the thing about the story and the whole concept, from my perspective, is that he goes into this place that's called the Wasteland, right? The, the, the main character does. And he encounters all these different, you know, he goes to these different places and experiences different people. But it's in him so the truth is it's all aspects of him so that's yeah what it's, I was a, saying. it's, it's a of, landscape of the mind really so it's it's really he's he's dealing with himself he's confronting himself on different levels and going through a process um i just had this desire to photobomb myself because she yeah. was picking i don't know anyway <laughs> uh but anyway it's it's so it it's um it's really my when I think about the story, when I think when we're working on it, the way I sort of think about it is that, um, you know, how they talk about uh, the, the the there's a there is some supposition that the whole experience of people that have near near death experiences, right. where mm-hmm. they see the they light and all that stuff, that that's actually the last little bit of their brain working, and mm-hmm. even though for them it's sort of a timeless space. There's a lot that can happen from them experientially in that space. Yeah. So I kind of my feeling is that this is really, in a way, could be a way to kind of define what's happening in our whole story. Is that it's that moment when his brain is still operating after sure. he has it's that last final nanosecond. It's where your right. life is flashing before your eyes. Can I ask the, a question? No, sure. No, no, no questions. that you go to. There, there is no light. Yes. Well, well it's a bug light. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bug right yeah. It's a bug zapper. It's, it's not what it's cracked up to be. Right? Wow. No, actually, we want to leave it open to interpretation. You know, that that's one interpretation. It, there could be others, you know. Because if you I, tell a bug them light, that it's a right. bug light, they won't go toward it. That's right, by golly. It'll, it'll zap them. <laughs> zap them right up. So did you did you uh, write the the play Chuck or the, the, the screenplay play, the movie? Yeah, the screenplay. Sure, he wrote the play, and that's yeah. why yeah. we have some of the problems. And it, it's it's gone through about seven <laughs> or eight drafts, and I I'm actually uh, rewriting as we go. I've written certain scenes that have to be rewritten because we lost characters. Uh, Raven's playing a deity, which was and an explorer. Apropos, which I, yeah, which was actually uh, uh, a friend of mine, Doug Sloan, was uh, uh, scheduled for that, and. We'd done a lot of research and a lot of uh, pre-production on that, and he died of cancer, unfortunately. 
uh, well, about about a year ago, actually. So rather he, quickly, actually. It was yeah, totally quick. I I didn't even know he was sick. He he'd gone in for a uh, colonoscopy and was feeling weird after it. And uh, the next thing we know, he's gone. He went to a, a specialist in Boston, and obviously that that didn't work out too well. But I'm dedicating the film to Doug Sloan because he uh, was was you know one of the progenitors of this whole pro- uh, project, and we did a lot of pre-production work together, and uh, it was uh, uh, you know really kind of a letdown. But we fortunately Raven came along, and Raven came into this. Uh, how long ago was that? Maybe well, Doug was still Doug was still alive when we first were talking. That's about right. It You're right. The reason they came down here originally is that they were wanting to do. We were talking about the Hall of Mirrors. Right. Right. And they used our. They wanted to use our basement. As a potentially as a as a location, whoa! And that was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my ears. It's been an interesting process. I hear my voice, my vows, my vows keep in motion, and he knows many languages. Yes, this is just speaking. That's partial time. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking in tongues. Um, so uh, anyway, they came here to check that out, and then because um, this is a film. That is very. It's a very low budget film. Very so low it's budget. Very, yes. It's all about how can it you doesn't innovate. look it. Thank, thankfully, but yes, it's. Well, uh, how can you innovate? How can you get done? Yeah. You know what? And so, we started having more and more conversations because, of course, I'm very good at finding things that absolutely know, needs. Yeah. Um. So uh, then, when when Doug passed, because I look sort of the way I do, and I you know just in sort of the character that I am. Yep. Um. He, he approached me to play the part of the deity. And and then I came up with the idea of suggesting that the explorer, which was originally a prospector, mm-hmm. so it was originally, a as you guys know behind you, this large device behind you. <laughs> um, originally, it was a pro, an old prospector in the desert pulling uh, or uh, with a mule. Yeah. But and, I wanted the mule to be something besides a real mule. It had right. to be something surreal and, you know. He wanted uh, a guy that carried drugs across the border from Mexico. Yeah, right. So, um, <laughs> we thought of a llama at one point, you know, because you can actually rent llamas, I guess, in town. So, so speaking uh, of white trash TV, I also yeah. watched, <laughs> I found this show, I found this show as I'm, I have a lot of TV time because it just is on in my office as I work. Sure. And there was a show on, I don't know, one of the learning channels that are out there, uh, Colombian airport security. <laughs> oh, there we go. And yeah. I, sh- I swear that's to gotta God, be fun. That's like, a fun job. Three hours of this is on my TV, <laughs> and every time it's someone smuggling cocaine. That's well, that's pretty much people all are the that shows stupid about. that they're still trying to do that. They they know there's all uh, the, the inventive ways that they they were doing it, and oh, the, the sure. way they were able to catch these people was amazing. But yeah, drug mules. Colombian airport security. Right. Drug llamas. <laughs> can, yeah. can I do an impromptu um, uh, uh, small business plug on here? Sure. Impromptu away. So I was just given a cookie that is Ruby Snap cookie. I have never had a Ruby Snap cookie before that bite I just took then. This thing is heavenly. Yes. So uh, I, I don't want to break, well, deity, I don't so wanna break the bank, but you know where these guys are, right? Oh, yes. yes. They're, they're right behind you. Literally. Over there. Yes. <laughs> I don't get out much. We've we've interviewed her and had her in the our little home studio. So ah. hmm. cool. did she bring cookies? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that ruins the whole thing. Yeah, so no she said you interviewed her once. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't 
she she got a great plug. She's a she is a very interesting person. I think I don't would. make cookies. No, he, he, he makes armadillos. My point is, is that we've interviewed you more than once. And you still haven't brought us cookies. He's going to bring the armadillos. We got armadillos. You're going to get after this. Is right. yes. we can make I'm going to leave the armadillo at your house. Yeah, you <laughs> so just bring us Ruby Snap cookies. You guys are going to come out one day, and there'll be a, there'll be a 20 foot armadillo just parked in your driveway oh, with, with a bow on it. With that, <laughs> that would be freaking. And an awesome. empty Ruby Snap cookie box. There you go. <laughs> Oh. No. Jess is saying they don't make vegan cookies, by the way. No. I don't think anybody can hear her. Oh. That's so that would be with no eggs and milk and stuff Butter. like that. And because and vegans are notoriously egg. difficult to hunt. Um, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it takes a lot of them to make a cookie, too. You know? yeah. <laughs> because you're, you're trying to extract well, there's, essence. There's, there's only, nothing, there's there's nothing only to so them. much good. They don't have very many essential oils, and that's yeah, really They don't have okay. anything. Right. They're just and you put it. them in a press, and then you have yeah. to condense that down. And you dry them, right. you have to press them, press them. you get the vegan oil. That's yeah. depressing. <laughs> and they wind up like, as a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound too bad. I don't know. I'll try one. So, uh, so uh, back to... <laughs> like, what were we talking about? <laughs> okay. So, uh, vegans. Vegans. Yeah, there we go. Drug llamas. Yeah, oh, drug oh yeah. okay, wait, wait, wait. That's what I was telling drug you about. Mules. Okay, so, so it started out as a prospector with a mule. Then when I came into the story, um, he said he wanted it to be sort of unique. And I said, well, well, why are you like, first of all, any kind of animal is going to be like a real animal is going to be difficult because that means we have to either borrow one, rent one, and we have to take it out to the salt. I mean, if you're doing this low budget, that makes it really difficult because you have to get an owner and if you have to rent it and all these other things. I've taken a horse for a film shoot out to the salt. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of fun. It was logistically difficult. Anyway. So I said, well, why don't we just make it an inanimate object? And I, I went through ideas like, you know, you remember the old in the in the 70s and 80s, there was the dog, the fake dog leash. Like you'd hold the dog yeah. leash. And oh, yeah. Right? Just the straight leash. The straight yeah. leash and it would, it would hang out there. So I thought, well, I wonder if there's a way we could do that with a bridle. So he was like carrying it. But I realized <laughs> that, that that would probably be kind of weird in spring. It wouldn't work, right? Get a coconut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, that was good. So then we, we kind of went through that and and then I went, well, why why not have it be some sort of desert animal? And since this is in his head and a lot mm-hmm. of it has to do with memories, why not make it like a toy? So my idea was, well, let's make it an armadillo. I think I think wasn't armadillo wasn't the only thing I came up with. I uh, yeah, you thing. came up with a few other things, but armadillo just clicked for some reason. Right. I thought that made the most sense because yeah. it, especially in a in a larger scale, yeah. the armadillo would have mule llama like qualities if it was larger. Right. And who so doesn't would, love an armadillo anyway? Right. You know, it's just, yeah. Hey, 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 hey! Your fetishes are <laughs> yeah. your. Oh, okay. Well, I. I, I, I like armadillos a lot. I'll just put it. <laughs> I really, there. really like well, armadillos. You live in the wrong state to Yeah, love. but armadillos. That's, that's are... right. Yeah, we, we don't have too many in Utah. They have laws in right. Mexico. But armadillos <laughs> also signify the end, doesn't it? Something with death and end? You know, I, I think there is something uh, to do yeah. with that. I, I need to look that Especially up. On the but, yeah. highway. Um, right, down the highway yeah, yeah. in the world. <laughs> You've ever been down in Texas? <laughs> no, there is, yeah, there is some mythological uh, connection with, with that. Well, and, there's also the thing that, well, the, okay, now, so I, I'm, a, I'm a strange person this way that, that when I'm going to delve into something like this, I actually do a whole bunch of research. Just so I, this way? Just this way. I'm only strange this way. Only, no only other way. <laughs> way. I'm perfectly normal. Are you right, right. So 
I did a whole bunch of research on armadillos and realized that they're actually a fascinating species in North North and South America. They're the. Do you know what a glyptodont is? No. Glyptodonts were a dinosaur, right? No, it's a it's a mammal, but it was mm. a it's basically their ancestor, and they were big. They were like they were alive at the same time as the great big ground sloths and mm. and some of the saber tooth cats and like the terror birds and things. So post Neolithic or post yeah. yeah yeah not post Neolithic. All right. Pre Neolithic. Pre Neolithic. Okay. It's probably I'm I'm guessing they're like. Um, they're not Holocene. They're Pliocene. I think they're Pliocene. They're they're not Pleistocene. They're Pliocene. So, anyway, we digress into <clears throat> stuff that doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, so they're they're the last descendants of the Glyptodonts, which were these big, armored with spiky tail, almost like a like an Ankylosaurus. You know, what an Ankylosaurus mm-hmm. is that dinosaur. Yeah. Oh yeah, almost like that, but a mammal version of that. So. Um, there are, I think there are like eight or nine different species be- across North and South America. And there's a kind that's called a three. So they're, they're all differentiated by the bands, the number of segments in their bodies. So there's three banded, six banded, nine banded. The mm. ones that we know, the, the ones from North America are nine banded. Yeah. And that's why mine's going to be a nine banded. Right. But the three banded ones can actually roll up in a ball. And I wouldn't be surprised to find out that there's some mythology about them, you know, face and tail, right? right? And mm-hmm. and being and that kind of defensive posture. Sure. These guys can't do that. They can kind of hunker down and they can sort of pull their pull their heads in. But but the the ones and I think those are in Argentina or Uruguay or something. The mm-hmm. ones that they're in South America that can that are the three banded. Anyway, that was just I went on that whole deviation to qualify the myth that you were talking about. Okay. No, thanks. I yeah, appreciate thank you qualifying you. that. Now, <laughs> shut the hell up. I always wanted to know that. <laughs> now you do. So Bucket list, and, list completed. Yeah. You're thank the, you. You're the writer and director and producer. Co-producer, and, yeah. Actually, uh, Raven Wilson and uh, and uh, Jen McGrew is co-producing. Fantastic. As, as well. So, so in a project all have like a stake this, in this. Yeah, in a project like this, I think that because you, you're moving together in a very economical way to try to get things done. Um, I think that we all kind of end up being producing elements. Oh, and we are. We, we all, you know, wear many hats and so forth. Dutch uh, came along recently, and he's been one of the best cast members of all. He's, he's a very experienced actor, for one thing, and a real actor. And, uh, yeah, it's great to have him aboard. <laughs> not he, not he really, those fake kind. Yeah, that's right. right I hate those fake actors. You know? <laughs> but he, he's added a lot of class and a lot of dimension to this, this film. And uh, most of his stuff was shot in the Anchor Bistro, actually. So um, I, I think a good set makes a better actor. You just you just want to act better when you have a good set. <laughs> you know? you want to act for the fish. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we'll yeah, the fish are coming. Chips. The fish are coming. Yeah. Yeah. You, it's a long wait. The waitress is really uh, slow. Slow. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. So uh, anyway, so the, the, the thing I was going to say early on about some of the, the, the story transformations, that right. I came up with the idea that with this armadillo, the armadillo and this guy, this guy pulling this armadillo, and I, tr- I kind of changed him from a pr- prospector into an explorer yeah. because the idea of an explorer trying to find like lost cities of gold, that kind of thing, that seemed more mm-hmm. consistent to me with the world, sure. you know, the wasteland. Um. And then I had this idea that as before we have, you know, he has his dialogue, this this character. Come on, he's a guy that drags an armadillo by hand across the desert by himself. 
So he should be talking to yeah. the armadillo. That was my idea. <laughs> yeah, that only makes sense. Yeah. So it started out that... He doesn't said, have a big coterie of friends or anything. So, no, he yeah. has an armadillo that doesn't yeah. talk back. It's the ideal, you know... You should name it Wilson. There you Wolfen, go. Wolfen. It's not, Wolfen. A, vo- it's not a volleyball. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> so if it was I, a three-banded one, it'd kind of look like a volleyball. That's yeah. that's, that's right, yeah. You can roll up into a volleyball. It's rolled up that's into right. a volleyball. I am not engineering that. I was going to say, it's not too late, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so then what happened is, as we were talking about me playing the deity, I thought that part of the character of the deity, because he's kind of an ins- a little bit like, he seems kind of nuts. He seems kind of insane. Yeah. So I said, well, what if he occasionally is talking to nobody as well? And then I came up with this idea, and we haven't actually done it yet, but I said, what if the dialogue that the, that the uh, explorer is talking to the armadillo is actually that side of the dialogue that the deity is responding to later on in the film? So it seems like they're both nuts, but if you actually watch the film a few times, you'll realize that's them having a conversation, the deity mm-hmm. and the explorer. Hmm. And they kind of ended up then, because of that, they represent sort of the alpha and the omega of, right. of the archetypes in the story. The explorer is an earlier one he runs into, right? And is kind of like an idealistic version of the deity who is not idealistic and who is at, right toward the end. Right. So it was a way, so that's what happens when I get involved in a project. I go, <laughs> so how, how can we make monkeys on fire fly out of buildings, you know? Well, duality is a big, a big uh, theme going through this whole thing. I, there's a, a couple of actors who played dual parts, and uh, C.C. Chambers uh, played both Clara, the gypsy, and uh, the doctor. And uh, Lenny Fitzgerald is, is the, the lead in this. He's a very good actor. He's really uh, honed his chops over this uh, film uh, the last year and a half. He's really stepped up to the plate, and he's, he's become a really excellent actor. He was, he's not a trained actor. But he he uh, knows his character extremely well, and he does everything by instinct, and it's really good. It really pays off. And he we have an alter ego for him uh, that uh, we've developed it down a little bit. It, it was uh, a friend of his uh, that he he thought he'd shot his friend, and that's how or they shot each other, and they end up in the wasteland. It actually is him, his alter ego. We've we've, we've melded it into a. Uh, a one person instead of two actors. So I suppose if it's all in his mind, sort of everything is him. Yeah, exactly. exactly. All, all these way. are all these are aspects of his personality, sure. And that's why people tend to look alike. People tend to to be uh, a stereotype. There's a, a character who's right out of Charles Dickens, a gossamer, who's a blind beggar, and we we got a British gal to do that, uh, and she she. Didn't hadn't acted before, and she was nervous about acting. I says, "My God, you're British! You, know, you guys, in, you guys invented acting." So, of course, and she did a really good job. She ended up doing a really decent job. So, so what? Sharon I was her I was, name. I was going to ask you. You made a statement about dreaming. So when I dream about my ex-wife, it's really me. Yes, <laughs> yes. You were married to yourself all Every, these years. Everything yeah. in your dream is wow. represented. Yeah. And that's as far as we're going to take. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to hear too much about your dreams. That might get no. dangerous. Here. So and 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 you Jen. Jen is also a producer. Yeah. Yes, she is. Uh-huh. She is. What what does she do for you guys? Other than she's, clearly she's designing, make costumes. Well, yes, cost. Well, that's a huge part of this whole thing. And she's no, she's and she actually is going to, to she's have going a, to be in it. a major part. Yes, she's going to play the Undertaker. She's shaking her head. Head. <laughs> and she's going to be great. She's she gonna, doesn't want any part of it. She's going to be in it, and she's going to be great. She is, whether she likes it or not. <laughs> look she's on her gonna, face. Yeah. 
So for those that don't know, she's actually sitting here at the table, not near a microphone, and we're all talking to her. Yes. And she's shaking. She's now she's doing the Eddie Izzard, shaking her head yes and no. <laughs> what? But she does very well. And um, then I was gonna say, and then and then uh, Dutch, you're acting. Are you doing anything else as part of the uh, production? No, just acting. He may be going with us to the desert with the, the desert. armadillo, and and, uh, <laughs> and there there may be something else in there for you. Okay. I mean, uh, even even uh, cast wise, even uh, character wise. So, oh, good. Thank so you. don't don't give up on that. I, like I said, I we're we're constantly up. rewriting as we go because things have changed. The deity scene, for example, has changed dramatically since the one I wrote for Doug, and the one I. Uh, Raven, when he took over, it's uh, you know quite. It's changed it up quite a bit. It's a different character, a different uh, interpretation, and and so that's that's why things. Uh, it's a basic structure of the of the story is the same. But I did seven drafts before we even started shooting, and it's it's still evolving. So, so you're you're a year and a half in, probably more with the, the seven yeah. Well, drafts. Uh, probably till the end of summer is what I'm I'm projected. He's such an optimist. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you're thinking end of summer you'll wrap up filming. Y- and yes, yes. That, that, I mean, that is the hope. To be fair, the one thing that has slowed aspects of this down is that, of course, at the same time that you know I'm doing this for this yeah. project, I, we're also a functioning you know, business. Functioning. He has right. to make a living. Yeah, you got to pay the bills and keep the yeah. lights on. Yeah. So exactly. basically, so since I came on to this project, which was late, it was like summer last year. I it think was. When yeah. It started. Right. Um, between November and now, I have done, in the middle of this, I've done five other major builds. Other sets, other things for other conventions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he keeps doing that, and it keeps messing with my well, head. I'm sorry. The, the reason I do that is because you're not talking Whatever. into the mic, and so... It's like... I'm shoving it up my nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there you oh, go. There you you want me to go like that thing on the end. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay. Now you got him crooning. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. No, that's what happens. That's, I'm the croon. That's <laughs> why. I, that's why Durbingo. I sit here and play with Bing Crosby. To... Oh, Bing. Durbingo. Yeah. yeah. Durbingo. Uh, sorry. I will do this from now on. There you go. See, that sounds beautiful now. That's beautiful. Yeah. This is beauty. This is what beauty sounds like. There's wow. beauty all around. <laughs> Another disillusionment. <laughs> so, so maybe the end of the summer, and then what do you think post production? Like when? Are, when is your goal? To well, actually have I, this I'm thing actually thing? editing now as we go along, and I hope to have this done by fall because a lot of film festivals, uh, a lot of their um, deadlines are, are in the fall, early winter, and I'm, I'm hoping to get this in as many fes- film festivals as I can. And, and how and, long are you thinking it's going to be? I mean, are we talking uh, a 60-minute movie? Oh, no, a no. A four-hour movie? I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I made a mistake in the past. My first feature was three hours long. It was actually four hours, and I cut it down to three. <laughs> and I, I, even, I have to cut it even more because it's just it's not workable. I mean, you know, you, you fall in love with your your uh, script and your your characters and you're in a location you say well as long as we're here why don't we just do another scene here and so you keep writing and writing and it gets out of hand my second uh feature was big nova gold was uh two hours and 12 minutes which is a little lengthy but it works this one's going to be less than two hours uh, five five films in they're going to be 15 minutes long. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm taking great pains. Like, Lenny's always always uh, cautioning me. He says, hey, we're not going to come up with another three-hour movie, are we? You know, Because he, he was in my first two films. He was in Dead Air 
and Big Nova. He starred in Big Nova Gold, actually. And uh, yeah, we that was over three hours long. I had to cut a lot of stuff out of that. I, I had great uh, great scenes and great people in it, but I had to cut it because you know I had enough for two movies actually. So what what's your hope? You know, after obviously after the festivals, what's your hope for distribution? I mean, are you looking to um, put this in Sundance and? Well, I, I'm hoping to to uh, to send it to Sundance. I don't know if it'll be accepted or not, but it's certainly the the kind of thing that they uh, a lot of festivals uh, are interested in this kind of subject. So, uh, and the surrealism and that, yeah, I, I want to. Uh, I'd love to see it distributed, and but you know, it just depends. There's always slam dance. Yeah, <laughs> well, and trauma dance, and there's a whole lot of. Things I, I sent safety big, dance. Oh, yeah. I, I sent Big Nova uh, all over the world, and and it wasn't accepted in any festivals. But uh, yeah, he did get me on IMDb, and it, you know it's a, um, a so, worthy worthy film. I think. Obviously, ideally, if you want to, um, you know, we 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 have other ambitions. In fact, uh, can I just segue for just a second sure. to say that one of the things that happened? So when when Dutch came into the project. <clears throat> Kidding. Um, when Dutch came into the project, um, one of the things I noticed when he was in his makeup and we were we were kept you know in the room and everything was lit, is that if you look at him, I don't know if you're familiar with Boris. You have Karloff, to look at him. Well, Boris Karloff, absolutely. No, he really has yeah. a lot of the actual natural features of Boris Karloff, and I was noticing. <laughs> he looks more like Boris than Boris does, actually. Yeah. So, so um, he would scare Boris Karloff. So, no, kidding, not kidding. not right now. No, not right now. I think Boris Karloff would scare everybody right now. That's right. Because he's dead. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't even know he was sick. Right. Um, <laughs> so anyway, but we came up, so I came up with this idea. I said, how cool would it be to do a photo shoot, like a period photo shoot of him in different Kar- Karloff characters, right? And then I loved it. We were in the set, and Chuck goes, okay, but why? And I was, you know, it sort of threw me. But, um, but then... Um, so when Dutch came in, he has a, a friend that came with him, Lisa, who has kind of helped out with some uh, makeup and things. Um, and she's an actress, too. Correct. Right. Yeah. And uh, they had this idea. He said, well, before you strike this set, could we do maybe just do a, you know, a, a short scene or something that they could have to work on it? And then my brain went, Karloff faces, short scene <laughs> mm-hmm. with her. And suddenly a feature was born. Yeah, suddenly we have a feature now. So I came so. up with I think I came up with the initial idea on Sunday. Okay, I think that and then good. we talked on the phone on Sunday morning. We met in the afternoon on Sunday. And by the end of Sunday, we have a 1930s 40s period noir feature that's in development that we're going to try to use these assets we have before we pull them out so that we get to do the Karloff with him. Mm-hmm. Do the Karloff. It's a dance. Do the Karloff. <laughs> That's going to be very cheaply done, too. And, it's actually, and, and, and it's quickly, the dance actually. that that homeless guy's doing. Yeah, there <laughs> we go. The yeah. Yes, that's the Karloff there. It might be the Pilaf. Dance of the um, day. But, but anyway, so, so that was how it kind of came together. And it was great because he and I sat and talked for, it was 10 minutes, but it was like four hours. Well, over four hours. Four hours. Yeah, and then we talked great. on the phone for a while, but it's like mm-hmm. we, we come up with that. That's what's kind of fun about this group is that it's, it's, our, it's like a kitchen. We're cooking right. all so, the time. So yeah, who's the, Always who, something in development. Who's the person in control of that that says, okay, stop, pull it back, and actually keep focused in, in one area? I think we all, all do, do that it. in different ways at right. different times. Yeah. Like... Um, 
will go to, you know, but the thing is you have to have with a group like this, you have to have the freedom to have those wild tangents because those wild tangents are where, yes, it goes all the way out here into, you know. But then you end up with an armadillo. Well, to Jupiter, but in that journey to Jupiter, you solve these three things that you wouldn't have thought of if you hadn't gone down that road. And then when you come back to topic. (laughs) um, (laughs) That's been missing for a while. Um, But when you come back to topic, you bring those nuggets, those kernels with you and then, you know, and, and incorporate them. So. Yeah, it, it's kind of a magical uh, thing. It just kind of develops, and you know, we start talking, and it's in the airwaves, and you pull a lot of stuff out of the air, and just suddenly <laughs> pulls hey, it out of somewhere. His favorite line. His favorite line is, "I just had a weird idea," right. and and we'll, we'll go while we're shooting, sure. and then uh, how about putting the camera here? How about doing this? And yeah, no, he's right, and right. it it works. You know, I mean, he knows this set better than anybody else, and and it's uh. We're going to do uh, another scene where we're utilizing uh, all of the set, which uh, has many possibilities, and we want to make sure we get it all in there. He's also built a chess set. Um, chessboard, yes. A chessboard and chess pieces that represent uh, the characters in, in the, the film, and that's sort of going to be a cutaway and sort of, a, I guess, a, sub, a subtext for the whole film. Right, right. And so, we'll, probably, we'll probably do that last. Yeah. Because what, what the idea of the chess set is that... So the chessboard, anybody that's seen it, you've probably seen it on social media, the chess, yeah, the yeah, big yeah, chessboard. Yeah, so the chessboard is about as big as the end of this table. Like I mean, it's pretty good sized. Um, and again, the evolutionary process, you know, that he has with the script and we've had with the story, I had with the chessboard. It started out as one thing, and then it kind of, mm-hmm. as I started doing it, I went, hmm, I could do this. Oh, wait, I could do this. Well, I have, to, I have to do this. Well, if I have to do that, I might as well do this. So I'm actually developing little carriages to go under the chess pieces that will have magnets in them, so I can get under the board and oh, I can move, move the chess pieces. Yeah. That's cool. With no one touching them, sure. with having figures standing on the sides sides of the board, like you know, kind of shrouded figures that move their hands, and then the chess. And the knights are armadillos. So <laughs> and yeah, you know, the knights are armadillos. He's got little armadillos. So, so, so I do have a question: Why Utah? Oh, I'm sorry. What was? <laughs> what, oh, oh. <laughs> Why Utah? What what made you decide to film in Utah? Well, I live here, and, so that, that and it would be expensive to move somewhere else and <laughs> film there. So I have to use. And plus, it's full of great resources. I mean, the, the beauty of, of Utah is amazing. The desert, the mountains. Uh, you know, anybody that lives here and is an outdoor enthusiast is very lucky because that's that's the main ingredient. You know. Well, I mean, we just we did a in our fifty third episode, mm-hmm. our first one of this year of, of our second year. of Anyway, um, we uh, we talked about all the different movies that have been made here because Utah mm-hmm. is such oh, a yeah. great place for film. And, and you guys have talked about going out to the Salt Flats with this right. armadillo and we, so we, much stuff's yeah. been done out We've there. We've shot stuff on the Salt Flats, too. And I wish the incentives were higher in Utah because they used to, to film at least six movies uh, would be going on at all all times. Yeah. And now that's, I think, has dwindled a lot. Yeah, now that's going on in Vancouver and Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and also sure. in New Mexico. Yeah. And it gets yeah. me is why would people go to New Mexico when you've got it all right here and you're closer to Hollywood? You can get right off the airplane right. and do and, and because well, they gave them very good incentives. Yep. That's yeah, well, that's <laughs> we a big don't. part of it. Yeah, the, well, the no, we don't. Thing about no, we Utah, don't. When we talked about this a couple weeks ago in our episode, is within 
45 minutes, you can be in a town that looks like it's right out of the 50s. Right. You can be in a more modern area. You can sure. be in the desert. You sure. can be up waterfalls, up in the mountains. You can be at ski resorts. You can be on the salt flats. Yeah, it's, it's all drivable right. stuff within yeah, right. a few hours. So. There's actually another, having worked in, in fact, I've Dutch worked in the film industry in L.A., and so have I. And the one thing, I shouldn't say this out loud, but the one thing that I really also like about Utah is that there's also a good deal of freedom here as far as legal restriction, blah, 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 blah. You yeah. can get away with a lot here that you can A lot less regulation. And, and we do band at a lot of locations because that's the only way to... <laughs> to <laughs> right. I, 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 get, I try and get permission, and, and I do pay people, uh, but there are things like street scenes and things like that that we band at because, you know... Uh, you're going to go get a permit to, to have Lenny cross the street, you know, or, or or run after a train or something. You know, it's, you know, uh, you just end up uh, shooting when you, when you can, where you can. My first film, we, we had the cops. We only had one problem with the cops, and they stopped us at the Rio Grande, in front of the Rio Grande station. Were you dealing drugs? And, well, no, we were filming. Well, popular, we were filming, and they, they probably thought, day. well, they probably thought we were, and they said... <laughs> They were nice. They said, well, 10 minutes, and we'll, we'll come back. You better be gone. And they came back and said, no, nah, take your time. You, know, you, guys, you guys aren't hurting anything. So. They're like, okay, you're not actually dealing drugs. Yeah, right. They, I guess they were surprised. <laughs> but it was, it was funny because we said we're making a student film, you know, so we get around the, the permit thing. And we're all, you know, middle-aged. and yeah. uh, We're making a student Late bloomers. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and they, well, I got some old, old uh College kids there, but no, it, it, old college kids dressed like uh, uh, Sundance indie filmmakers. Yeah, exactly. Well, we we had a character named Laser Eyes, and he had a hat and a, a hood over his head with with uh, these two little laser uh, beams that come out of out of his sunglasses. You know, we had LEDs in there, and so they they probably thought that was a little weird. But then they probably thought, okay, it's a movie, so we we expect that kind of thing. But <laughs> but you know, I've really had very or, or no problem. Um, on location, shooting around. People are very respectful, usually. Well, and there's a very nice thing in Salt Lake City that there's a way, legally, to get around film permits. And that is that uh, because of news crews, which would have to get permits if they... Mm -hmm. If you have three people, if your visible production crew is three people, so, you know, a camera, right? They won't. They can't say anything because, according to their own rules, they can't say anything. So what you do is you hide everyone else. <laughs> oh, I see. And you only, you only show up when they need to be yeah, there. Right. right. Yeah, they're all sitting in a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you wave at them when you need them. Yeah. We we, we did we did do uh, some cemetery scenes with uh, Jason Wixom, who was dressed or you know made up like a zombie almost, you know, a really stark, uh, scary outfit, and we did have. We shot everything in, in Mount Olivet Cemetery, and right, right as we're wrapping, a guy comes up and says, hey, you're being disrespectful, get out of here, and this was like the sexton, so, you know, we really had to leave, but we'd shot everything and got everything. We weren't really being disrespectful, but I guess he thought, he saw the guy in a red jacket and looks like a, looks like a zombie. They thought it was, you know, doing that, but I, I meant no disrespect whatsoever. I just, it was handy to, to shoot in a cemetery, so. They, look, the, the bodies that are in the ground. They don't care. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think they do. Care. I really, yeah. you know, I've, I haven't heard any complaints yet. So. <laughs> Notice the operative word is yet. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, know, yes. Eventually they will climb out of their cement tombs and 
coming I, after you. I can't wait. <laughs> hey, as long as you can run faster than the next guy, you're good. Well, I, I've seen zombies walk, and they they don't run too fast. <laughs> really. Only one only one zombie movie where they ran. World War Z. Yeah, World War Z, and, and actually, uh, and, and 20, twenty days later, 20 days later. Yeah, they were really fast in that one. Yeah. Uh, they run fast in uh, what's the what's the fun one? Zombieland. Oh, Zombieland. Oh, okay. Zombieland. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Too. There's several movies where they yeah. run fast, but the one in Ala- What's yeah. the one in Alaska? Oh, uh, night Tw- something night days twenty days of night or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They run pretty fast in that one. That's true. I thought mm. they were vampires too. Was there zombies oh, and vampires? I, maybe they were vampires. Maybe that's why they were running fast. That's why. They were mm. fast moving. That's what fast moving zombies are. They're vampires. They're vampires. Oh, now we know. <laughs> and they I bet sparkle. they fly too, don't they? Yeah. No sparkling. No sparkling. Well, it was <laughs> Alaska, so they were probably a little sparkly. But <laughs> Bats look like penguins. <laughs> no place is safe anymore. <laughs> they, they actually are penguins. They don't even yeah, turn into bats. Yeah, yeah, they they oh, I want to make that movie, Chuck. I want to make that movie. It's penguin, vampire, vampire penguins. Vampire, yeah. vampire penguins. <laughs> yeah, it has to be made sooner or later. It's, just, every, and every it's inevitable. Every time they turn into human, they're always in a tuxedo. That looks that's like right. That's right. <laughs> they're very well dressed. So you've got yeah, to hand it to them. Yeah. Oh. And they walk funny. They waddle. Yeah. <laughs> wow. They're very uh, fat vampires. Yeah. <laughs> and they, and they, it's true. They you don't like see very many obese vampires, do you? And it's like they, uh, no, they no, they're not they supposed go, to be. Uh, mm, yeah, we don't want to. The we, females we really have eggs. When, when you live on blood <laughs> alone, you know, I don't think I don't. It puts a lot of calories on you. So I, I got a question for you guys um, because you have done some filming here in McGrew Studios, uh, and as as our listeners maybe know, this place is known for paranormal activity. It is. Oh, so, yeah. so you experienced that while filming? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So, oh, sure. so we've had, so you guys actually had one yeah, last year. night. Well, no, there was, it was last oh, night. Oh, yeah, that's and right. I, and I did, didn't hear yeah. it because I was, oh, yeah. I was somewhere else. But the cat, it was a cat. Well, no, the cat no, and the, and no. the Bill Haley in the comments. Oh, Bill that, Hill. oh, yeah, sure. So tell, tell, well, tell them what happened there and then I'll tell well, them. Well, I, I just started hearing that and you heard, yeah, you heard it to rock around the clock, Look. which, you know, it doesn't usually go through my head, but it, it happened to be. I said, "Where is Where's that, that coming, coming from?" Because I we thought it was, radio I thought it was a radio up there, but it's that's off. It's you know been what? off for a long time, yeah. and we yeah, all of a sudden, <clears throat> rock around the clock's going. Uh, the thing the other night with the uh, laptop that was pretty weird. So there was a there's a, a notebook. It's an Android notebook that we use in the shop for you know to play through the um, Bluetooth um, music box, and we had been here. For hours, we'd probably been here filming in there, in that room in there, for three, three hours, four hours, yeah. And it had been off the whole time, closed like it is right now. And all of a sudden, I think uh, we said it was action or cut. It was like on an action or yeah, a cut. it was actually uh, probably we have it on tape actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, on... and all of a sudden, out in the shop in the dark because we would turn the the lights off every time we were shooting there yeah. because we didn't want light bleed. So we we turn we, we had the lights off and all of a sudden out here in the dark it's um uh what's his name uh Black and the Catholics so what's the group he's the leader of the Pixies oh lead singer uh, of the Pixies uh, my, my mind's a blank something the Pixies anyway, never so, my favorite anyway but that but that all of a sudden yeah. I thought someone's phone was going off like somebody had not turned their ringer off yeah. And I came out and it was playing and playing and playing and I couldn't find it. I came over and that thing was off, off, and it was playing Pandora. Hmm. And I and I opened it up. <laughs> I turned it. I like I you know opened it. I woke it up. Opened it up. 
blank, shut it off, and finally figure. And I had to figure out it was Pandora. I thought it was maybe YouTube or whatever. I went mm. through the whole thing. It was Pandora, and I turned it off, and then it never came back on. But it was weird because the timing of it, it was like we were talking about presence or something like that, and all, all of right. a sudden, psh, it started playing yeah, Frank was, Black. Okay, Frank Black. Frank. Yeah, yeah, Black Francis. Black Francis. Well, okay. and, uh, he goes by, yeah. Frank Black. Is he black? No. No. The Pixies? Okay. No. <laughs> I didn't know. So, so that happened. Frank Black, Black Francis. But beyond this production, beyond this production, so we've been in this spot. This is a, this building was built in 1908. Um, what was it before? Many things. Uh, I, it's a little unclear. I've been trying to hunt down the history of the building. It's a little hard. Um on the outside of the building, it says triple A textiles, like painted on the walls on the front and the back. So mm-hmm. clearly at some point it's it was that. Yeah. It's sort of a wedge-shaped building. So the train used to come in on this side. There used to be train tracks. That's what that big rolling door is. So obviously, and the, tr- the track curved, which is why the building is shaped like a wedge. Mm-hmm. So clearly it's been a warehouse. It's been a lot of things like that. It was a liquor store at one point. Yeah. Oh, we did learn that. a long time ago. Yeah. Um, in the 70s, it kind of went through a derelict period, and there were homeless people that lived and died in here, um, especially in the front part. Maybe that's who we're hearing from, too. Well, know. there's some in some of the um, when uh, M&L was here, um, we did get there are a lot of children. That's that's the thing we've hmm. got in the hunts that there are, there are a lot of children, very active with children. There's only one kind of malicious entity in here. Um, and just from my own experience, so we, t- we took over possession of this place in October of the year before last. So we've been... 15. Yeah, 215. Uh, 2015. Not 215. 2015. Um, whatever that is. Um, anyway, we took, that over, we took it over then, and then I was remodeling for months in here, like getting... Because it was a very different space. Um, but I had... And then I was getting jobs, too. And I didn't turn the heat on, so it was always... It was like December and January, so it was really cold in here. So I would be working here in the cold, but there was one job I was doing for a client, and I ended up under deadline, and I was so I was here for 24 hours straight in here, you know, finishing it. And, of course, you know, you get tired and things are going on, but I started noticing certain things. Now, right over here, at that time, that workbench wasn't there. But the wall was. The wall was. And I was working right here, working on this thing. And I started every time out of my corner of my eye over here, there was a little girl sitting on the floor over here, just leaning against the wall, just watching me. She was just sitting over here watching me. She was a little bit olive skinned, like t- color. And she was wearing uh, a white, old fashioned white communion dress. They, they used to dress them kind of like nuns mm-hmm. for the first communion. Yeah. She was wearing a little, it was like a habit. And she's just sitting over there, chilling against the wall. And if, there came a point where I was like going, okay, I get it. I see you. Can you piss off? I'm trying to work. <laughs> um, but she was there. And then the other thing was weird. And it's, I've seen it. Jen has seen it. Many people who have been in here have seen it. Right over there by the doors, it's just really active. There's movement all the time. Even before I put those doors in when, the, when it was not quite as lit as that, movement all the time we used to have a mirror sitting over there and jen finally moved it because she got (laughs) tired of seeing movement in the mirror it was like it's constant over there um the weirdest thing that ever happened that was mutually witnessed 
by both Jen and I at the same time, and it freaked us both out. <laughs> I was up on a ladder right about here. She was doing something over here, and we were kind of chatting or whatever. And my back, I, I was sort of, I was in a position where I couldn't see the front door. Um, we both heard the door open. At the same time, we both heard the door open, and someone went, Hey, Raven. And we both heard my name spoken out loud. There was no one there. And when was this? When was this exactly? Exactly? Well, not exactly. I mean, um, year-wise, was it? 6.15 in the morning. Oh, I thought, <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm just saying. No, no, was this it? was, um, I, I, you know, I don't remember. It was probably, uh, I think it was in the spring of last year because we were still organizing okay. things. Interesting. But, yeah. um, but it was during the day. Like, it was not okay. at night. It wasn't late at night or anything. It was broad daylight. And boom. And it was like we both heard the same voice. We even talked about what the voice sounded like. and said, yeah, it sounded like a guy maybe 19, 20 years old. We described it in detail. Um, the weirdest thing that we that happened when M&L was here is that they were doing EVP recordings. So this table, well, actually it was that table, was right behind you where the armadillo is. And I had, I had arranged for there to be no one in the building. So it was just us here. And there were seven of us around the table. And the EVP was recording. And when Lydia went back and when she was going through it all, she played this part. She goes, you have to hear this. She played it. And the seven of us, I mean, you could hear every one of like every voice. We knew who every person that was on the recording was. And then right almost like two-thirds of the way through it, you heard a child laugh behind us. <laughs> and this was like 11 o'clock at night. There were no children, I assure you. Well, no actual. Well, no goat. We're all children. But that's besides the point. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. All adult children, yeah. There's some paranormal for you. Um, yeah. So this place is definitely active. I feel like we have not really explored it to the extent that I would like to, and I really am excited about them possibly coming back and doing more. Yeah. All right. So we have one more question for each of you. And I think sure. you've already answered this, Raven. But uh, Dang. We'll start with, uh, we'll start with uh, Chuck, and then we'll kind of move okay. down the line. So, Chuck, uh, we ask every guest this is on the show – what is the one thing that uh, you would tell someone if they were visiting Utah they had to do before leaving the state? Ooh, well, there's so much. I would say the desert. You know, go out and camp in the desert. Get outside uh, under the stars where you could actually see the stars. And I used to be a big desert camper, and I it's it's lovely. It's you're uh, it's it's a crowded place now, but you're still um, isolated from everything out there. And nothing but you and your your campfire and your yeah, the stars above. Are you, are you talking like the southern Utah desert or like the you, sand dunes out west? Yeah, or? the southern Utah, you know, Hell's Backbone area, okay. you know, Carbon County around there. Just some beautiful area out there. And that's that's probably my favorite. A lot of people love the mountains, and I love the mountains too. There's nothing wrong with that. But uh, the desert you can't beat for um, just getting away from it all and and. And that feeling of isolation, which we don't get very often in, when we live in the city, and it's just a nice getaway. So I recommend that. Dutch, same question. Well, uh, I got my mouth from California, so uh, I, I didn't know that many places here. But I had a chance to go to uh, Mirror Lake and spend a week up there. And that was beautiful. That was really enjoyable. There were a lot of deer, a lot of animals. And... Uh, Went kayaking in Mirror Lake. 
So that was that was really nice. It's beautiful up there. Oh, it's gorgeous. Clean, fresh air. Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give a different answer. I remember my other answer. In fact, I remember it so well because I think you actually wrote it down mm-hmm. in a post. <laughs> she puts them all. She puts them all. In she writes posts. them all down. <laughs> she published my answer in a post. Um, so this this is your second thing that you get here. So the second thing that I think if if someone was coming here, I mean I agree with the nature stuff, but to be honest, since I've lived here, I have been in the city almost entirely the whole time. It is very rare that I get more than 12 blocks from my house just because of how my life is. Um, but, you know, I think, I, I, this is going to sound strange, but I think it's not, a, it's not a place. It's just an experience. I think I would encourage people to take the time to go walk down by Pioneer Park and go walk over by the city county building and go to Liberty Park experience this community because it is a very unique community in many ways and it's such a um it's such a spectrum community like it goes from (laughs) such extremes um i'm surprised there aren't more killings but that's besides the point (laughs) (laughs) but what i'm saying is that and also as i've said this is the one thing i've said frequently about this place i've lived in los angeles i've lived in boston i've lived in other cities you lived with mobsters this is the nicest city I've ever lived in. I lo- I really love living in Salt Lake. It's small, it's walkable, it's it's a great experiential place and it's and actually I hear people talk about oh the crime rate and the brutality of the police. Go live in Los Angeles <laughs> yeah. for about yeah. 9 uh, months yeah, and then come back and go. Oh, that, I sure. see. This is yeah. Disneyland. <laughs> um, and it's also remarkably clean compared to most cities. It I mean, really it, it's is. got its yeah. funk, but but it, it's not like the funk in Boston. Or yeah, I mean, if you go into <laughs> the Rio Grande area, it's probably the worst you're going to see, mm-hmm. and it's right. not. So you drop everyone off naked in the Rio Grande district and then say, yeah. fight your way out. No, I'm kidding. There you go. Wait, where did the naked come from? Why do you got to be naked? Yeah, well, there's, there's a show on TV not, right now that, that they drop <laughs> Actually, people off. They drop yeah, but they people drop off, off in the, out, in out the wilderness, right? Yeah, naked in the wilderness, free. all naked, right. and they have yeah. to survive for two weeks or a mm, month or whatever. Honestly, what was in my head when I said that was uh, when they, in uh, the, the thing, it was the third die, die Hard movie, when they put Bruce Willis naked with the sandwich <laughs> boards in Harlem. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what kind of went through my head. <laughs> um, but anyway. They got good bars down there. Try and keep too. those images out of my head. Yeah, they, yeah. they used to only have yeah. liquor clubs. We no, yeah, join. no, yeah, we have. Yeah, so, so I, I don't know, know if that actually. Of course, course, the, the DUI laws are ridiculous. So yeah, it's, no it's, it's too scary to even go to but a bar. I, now. That's what I'd say. Is that I'd say that you know, I think that people come here when people visit Utah and especially Salt Lake. They're either coming here because they're passing through. They're coming here because it's a you know the, the they're changing at the airport. They're coming here because they're going to the temple, or it's the very much the Mormon thing. Maybe they're coming for Sundance. I just think it's a holistic experience that that you, you know, take some time, take some time and cruise around and just you know go on a green bike, go ride around on the bike lanes and just kind of see what see what it is because this place is cool. It really is. Anyway. Oh, well, cool. well, guys, thanks, thanks uh, so much for for joining us. Uh, yeah, where, thank you. Where can people learn more about the show? Where can they help? Maybe I, I don't know. Where can they get a hold of you guys? Well, they can always yeah. give us money. 
Um, we won't turn it down. No. Uh, I would say that the 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 place where we're we're going to be really public for now um, is we have a there's a page on Facebook for the film, and that's where we're posting. And I'm posting you know stills and behind the scenes and things and things like this. Um, so links to you guys will be on the page. So you'll you know you'll be associated with the film. Um, uh, you know there may be a website down the road, but again, I think we'd rather at this point we need to put the resources into the film to actually right, sure. Um, and then uh, we can get to, we can throw ourselves. Out I there. hear you've only got two months, so <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> we better hurry. We better hurry. No, it's uh, yeah. Hopefully, we'll we'll be done by the the the, the most important thing is uh, we're doing this uh, meticulously and and we're doing it with perfection. And of course, you know, Raven's a perfectionist, and he won't let me half-ass anything. So that's. That's good because I've I've done that in the past before, and we're actually taking our time and doing it right this time. And I don't care if it takes another year, if it if it, if it's what it takes. I mean, we're all anxious to get on to other projects, but uh, we're going to do it right this time. And I think we'll really have a quality film. Any, anything, I know we will. Anything worth doing is worth doing well. And the one thing, yeah. just a final note, and this has to do with everything that I do, and that is that it's always the golden triangle: cheap, fast, and good. Pick two. Right. It's either you know. And and the truth is, if it's going to be cheap and it's going to be good, it just isn't going to be fast. Yeah, it's going to take a while. Right, and, it will. You know. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Certainly. Well, I think that's going to do it for tonight. Uh, thanks again to uh, the folks from uh, the movie On the Day That I Died. Um, We're excited for it. Yeah, hopefully we'll get to see it during the uh, during the film festival season that's coming up. Um, so thanks again, Raven, for hosting us and Jen. Uh, from McGrew Studios, it's uh, been been a pleasure being able to to do stuff here. Uh, Chuck uh, Wagen and uh, Dutch Vander, what? <laughs> you have to say it right. Von what? What? Von what? Uh, <laughs> and if anybody wants to support them, like donate money or time, they're open to that. This Absolutely. is a low budget. I mean, on purpose. Like their goal budget, was to go in with. Funded. Yeah. Um and and they're building stuff as you have. Time. They were saying they need some extras for some yeah, of their some of the scenes. Need they some need some extras, extras for some scenes. So um, transporting the armadillo maybe. Reach out to them on their Facebook profile on their Facebook page um for the for the show or reach out, you know, to Rafen or uh, or or Janet McGrew Studios or us um, or us and we can put you in contact with them. Um follow us on Twitter uh, at TNU podcast. Uh, you can reach out to us on Facebook. Uh, a lot of folks do that, um, and we typically respond. Uh, Jess does. I say we. It's the communal we. Jess always responds to them. Uh, which then, I got made fun of for responding in the third person, and so... What? Yeah. <laughs> weird. Not by us. No. How do I know that? That yeah, was me. <laughs> uh, go to our blog Jess always posts it You heard Raven talk about it uh, Jess always posts everyone's uh, one things And, and some other stuff uh, That's uh, thenewutah.wordpress.com We're going to compile a book of those Yeah I think it'll be cool book, 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 book. Um, And uh, Yeah You know I, I think it pertinent to give out The suicide hotline do you guys have it handy uh, Just because the, the movie is about Suicide um, you know, there's, there's been a whole lot of, this is, by the way, I don't, we didn't talk about this, but, um, the other day was the one year anniversary of the, uh, Orlando nightclub shooting. Um, and I don't know, there's, there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, go check out some of the stuff that Orlando's done, but it's, it's really brought, uh, that community together. Um, and, uh, 
it's a serious thing. Um, but beyond that, you know, if you guys are, are having trouble, if you're, you know, if you're in a spot where you need to talk to someone, you can always call 1-800-273-8255. Um, and just talk to someone. It's really what they're there for. Um, things aren't terrible. Uh, they Nothing be, might be terrible, but they can always get better. Hopefully. Um, so anyway, uh, hope you guys uh, enjoy the show. And uh, we'll be back next week where we'll be talking to someone. I don't remember who. About stuff. So Jess is like, <laughs> Jess is like a little behind the scenes. She's like, I want to start showing you guys, you know, people more in advance. And so she sends us like a full month schedule. I don't remember. Which no one reads anyways. I, so. I read no, it. No, no, no. Let's be clear. <laughs> I actually thought about putting it on a calendar. And then I was like, I don't know who else is on Gmail. So I don't know if that's going to work any. Yeah. So just just so you know, I read. Isn't it I Richie? Just, no, no, no. He's in two weeks. Oh, okay. Um, I found that out only because I asked about it in the car. <laughs> on <the way> <laughs> um, Honestly, I just have not been able to read an yeah, email. It's it's busy year, so I don't busy time of year, so it's uh, I forget things. So anyway, uh, have a uh, have a great uh, evening, great evening, time? Day. great day. I don't know what fucking Morning. time you guys listen to this shit. Enjoy <laughs> your job mowing your lawn. I listen to podcasts when I mow. So uh, and uh, we'll talk to you later. See you next week.